0: Can you hear it? Mike? Are you here tonight? Mike's here. Good to hear. Boy, do we have an exciting show planned for you tonight on the best show. Uh, we got Ileana Douglas is going to be on the show in a little bit. She's got a great book out now called uh, I Blame Dennis Hopper. We'll talk to her about that. Got... Uh, my buddy Fred from, uh, I don't even know where he's from now, from Parts Unknown, I guess I don't know what we refer, formerly Fred from Honolulu will be in studio later, and uh, that's right, all the stars are coming out tonight, Fred from Honolulu, um, that's pretty much it, but right now, as I check the old clock on the wall, I learned one thing, and what I learned one thing I want to tell you all, it's 8.59, and 59 seconds, here, on The Best Show, this is At Best Show, the topic tonight, okay, what was the topic again, Star Wars comedians? Star Wars Comedians, that's the hashtag, hashtag Star Wars Comedians. Let's go to the phones, 201-332-3484, later it's no dude-vember, but now's the time everybody can get through. Welcome to At Best Show, you're on. Yes, a long
1: time ago in a Gallagher far,
0: far Oh, I love it, I love it. Welcome to At Best Show. At Best Show, you're on the air, what's up? hey yoda strange what's that yoda strange ah good one at best show you're on newt gunray romano say it again newt gunray romano newt gunray romano i'll take your word for it at best show you're on hashtag is star wars comedians what All do you right, got? Uh, I
2: got two. I got two of them. Uh, Let's hear. It. Vader. Who? Edric Va- Vader?
0: Edric Vader? Egret? who who's that?
2: Edric like Edric Vader. Oh, Edric
0: Vader. Uh, okay. Yeah.
2: And uh Ralphie
0: May the force be with you. Oh, I love it. Thanks for calling at best show. Back to the phones are hot 201-332-3484 at Best Show. Who do we got? Tuckus to Say it again, Zuckus Galax- <laughs> Galaxy 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 Fanacus. I love it. At best show, you're on. What do we got? Hello, this is Jacob in Philadelphia. Jacob, what do you got? I got. I thought about this all day. Land? No, sorry. Louis C. Calrissian. Louis C. Calrissian. Love it. Good one. At best show, welcome. I got Louis C. Three P. O. Love it. Yeah. Let's do that. Give you a little bonk for that one, right? Bonk's not loud enough, but we'll get it uh, on the flip-flop there. At Best Show, what do you got? Uh, Jimmy J.J. Skywalker. Jimmy J.J. Skywalker. I love it. Thanks. Yeah. All right, At Best Show. At Best Show, you're on. Darth Bill Hader. Darth Bill Hader. Fantastic. Great. At Best Show, the hashtag is Star Wars comedians. What do we got? A new Bob Hope. A new Bob Hope, because that's Bob Hope is the comedian, right? Right. And love a new it. Hope
1: is the Star Wars.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because a new hope is the Star Wars, and the comedian is Bob Hope. I love I got it. Got it. At best show, loving it. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. Yeah, we're going back to the phones. At Best Show, what do we got at Best Show? Star Wars comedians, give it to me.
2: Uh,
0: yeah, this is Derek from Williamsburg. I got Margaret Cho Baca. Margaret Cho Baca, good one. At Best Show, what do you got? Conan hands so Solo Brian. Good one. At Best Show, what do you got? Star Wars comedians, let's hear it. R2DL Hughley. That is fantastic. R2DL Hughley. At Best Show, what do you got? Bobby Moynihan solo. Oh! Good one. One more, and then the Best Show starts. Or not. Or maybe we do. Oh, no, here we go. At Best Show, what do you got for me? Uh, I have got Dan Ackroyd. Dan that's what? At Atroid? Dan Act droid? Yeah, Why not Dan like At Atroid? Well, I'm not a professional like you. Yeah, that's right. Best show, at best show. Welcome. What do you got? Jimmy Skywalker. We already got that one. All right, guys. The time is as good as any to say... At Best Show, signing off, and now the Best Show proper will begin. Let's do it. Ileana Douglas coming up. No Dude Vember continues. Here we go. Best Show. Welcome back! The Best Show. We are doing it here on a Tuesday night. My name is Tom Sharpling, the host of The Best Show. And if you're new to the program, I want to welcome you. For people who aren't sure what goes on on this show, they're like, What? It's three hours long? I don't know what to do with that. Well, here's what you do. First of all, you shut up and stop whining. What are you crying about? It's all free. Entitled creeps. It's free. Stop moaning. Secondly, my name's Tom. I'm the host. Uh, and we've got our cast of, uh, of uh, characters out there on the other side of the door. Glass. AP Mike, he's the guy who screens the calls uh for the show, the associate producer, and boy he's a colorful character. You'll you'll get to know him and his fun uh peccadillos. Then there's uh Dudio, Jason. He uh He started off as being the guy who uh couldn't figure any anything out with Like, huh, this guy seems pretty normal. Now I don't even know where to begin with this guy. First of all, he he uh, he steals and resells cats. He flips cats. He's—I thought he had started. He went on. He was bragging to me how he went on a vacation and then they had this famous cat at the hotel, and then he took the cat and then brought it back here and flipped it for two cats. So he's he's flipping cats. And then can I play a second of this? You sure? Then he's like, "But you know I want to, it doesn't mean I should." You sure? Cuz there's no going back. You're sure? This is Matrix time right now. You're going to take the pill. You swallowed the pill. It was like Morpheus saying... Well, there was no pill, maybe, right? The Matrix, wasn't that the whole point? I don't know. All I know is that those two, the Voss twins were in that second one, I think. Right? Was that them? Was that the Winklevoss twins? And they sure kept us waiting for that car sequence. Like when they were like, Matrix 2 is coming out. Then you see the scene where he's bouncing from car to car on a highway. It's like, yeah, we'll get to that. But first we're going to just show you some uh, tribal council stuff for about 45 minutes. Just in case you're wondering about the politics of the world of in the, within the Matrix. We'll show you what a council, how a council meeting goes. Oh, and Cornell West is on the council board. So there's no going back. Dudio gives me this his air check when he was starting off as a disc jockey. Let's take a quick listen, just a quick listen to this. I just want to hear a second of this. This is Dudio as a as a. This is your, this is what your, your, this is the, like the demo you put together. This is his air check to get a, to get a radio job. Deep Purple
3: on 96 Rock. I am Jason Gore. Going to be in here with you for a couple of hours. And at nine o'clock tonight, from nine until midnight, three hours of some of the deepest classic rock you've ever heard on the radio. In fact, some of it you may have never heard on the radio. English Nick gives you the vinyl vineyard from nine until midnight.
0: The vinyl vineyard. And Jason was telling me the Vinyl Vineyard are like truly deep cuts. Like, what would be a what would be something you would pull from the Vinyl Vineyard? Like a a really deep Steely Dan track. Like a deep Steely Dan track. Like what? Like which one? Get back, Jack. Do it again.
3: And the Vinyl Vineyard was meant to be a little lighter too, so it was a little more of the uh, the acoustic artists.
0: Okay. So (laughs) so. For all that heavy stuff we were listening to, then you'd hear what, like Father and Son by Cat Stevens? Take your time, hurry up, maybe then you can marry, you are young, I am all. I could do a Cat Stevens act, right Mike? Could Picture me in a club, you go into a club and it's me on a stool, and I'm going. I have an acoustic guitar, but I'm not playing it because I'm... Don't know how to play it, but I have like a pre-recorded track, and I'm like boom ding, boom ding, boom, boom boom. Take your time, hurry up. Maybe then you can marry. You are young, you're not far. Because then he goes up. I was once and all the right. What the, what's another Cat Stevens song? I'm old and do laughing, riding on the peace train. Man, I could rip that dude off so badly. I should start playing clubs as Cat Stevens. Let him shut me down.
3: Night tonight. You can hear it 24 hours a day, seven days a week on our HD2 channel. And you can also go to 96rock.com right now and get a little taste of it. But we'll have that coming up at 9 o'clock. After this, we've got some Zeppelin on 96 Rock.
0: Boston by request on 96 Rock. Who requested Boston? Nobody requested it. You lied about that, right? (laughs) There was no request. Uh, Oh, man. Hey, man, you going to play some Boston? Nobody's. (laughs) They have two albums. Anybody who'd want to hear it has both of them already. Boy, I sure could go for some Boston. Either I could pull my Boston records out or I could call this guy and hopefully get through it and see if maybe he'll play some for me
3: by request on 96 rock and if there's anything i can do for you before we get into the vinyl vineyard give me a call 404
0: before we get in there he'll jason will do anything for you i love this too and i'm not making fun i find this i find this fantastic and it just shows in all seriousness that you love radio so much and that's why we're here doing this together is because this is who you started out as so i appreciate it jason
3: Seven four one ninety six ninety six. The regular guy's spooktacular going on Friday, October 27th from 7 until 11. It's going down at Jillian's in Duluth on the backside of Discover Mills. It is the biggest Halloween party, Halloween spectacular, spooktacular that you'll see the regular guys at this year. You get cash prizes, sexiest female costume will walk away with $500, and the best overall costume will walk away with $500. And sarsaparilla, the singing.
0: Okay, here we go. Hold
3: on. $500 and Sasparilla the singing gorilla will be there performing so definitely check it out regular guys spectacular for
0: Sasparilla the singing gorilla please tell me everything you know about Sasparilla the singing gorilla but is he a is a gorilla so it's a guy in a gorilla costume Sasparilla, the singing gorilla.
3: we'll walk away with $500. And Sasparilla, the singing gorilla, will be there performing. So definitely check it out. Regular Guy's Spooktacular Friday, October 27th. More info, 96rock.com. 96 Rock, and I'm certain maybe somewhere in Gwinnett County. Could be Cobb. There's a guy who's like, hey, man, you remember a video for that song where that girl got on the hood and danced around? And then the guy proceeded to show everyone on the hood of his car, a uh, sight that nobody ever really needed to
0: see. Jason Gore in with you until 6 a.m. Okay, we, we, this could be the rest of the show. So I'm just gonna, that's the, that's the first of 80 installments of Jason's, Jason's, uh, Jason's Air Check reel. So that's part one of 80, a series that will continue halfway through 2017. So. And we got Pat Byrne out there. He's working out there. He's doing it. So uh thank you, Pat. And the phone number is 201-332-3484. And tonight, we continue. No Dude Vember continues. No Dude Vember. Ladies only. If you're a dude, you cannot call. We want to hear from ladies or anyone who identifies as a non-dude. 332 Three, four, eight, four. And later in the show, we got uh, we got uh, Fred from Honolulu coming up, and Ileana Douglas is going to call in and tell us about her new book. Oh, what else is going on, guys? Sharpling and Worcester live. We announced the show last week in, uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina. There are four shows coming up over the next bunch of months. The end of uh, end of uh, uh, of uh, of uh, de- December, the, de- the end of November. Goodness gracious! The end of November, you can see, Sharpling and Worser live. We will be playing in Toronto at November twenty eighth, Toronto, Ontario, Saturday, November twenty eighth at the Mod Club. Sunday, November 29th, Cambridge, Massachusetts at the Sinclair. Sunday, December 13th in Philadelphia at Union Transfer. And the latest show, Saturday, February 27th, Durham, North Carolina at Motorco. And tickets for all of those shows are available over at stereolaughs.com slash tour. That's stereolaughs L-A-F-F-S dot com slash tour. And I hope to see you all there. That will be fun. I ate dinner before the show. That's all. That's it. Nothing more to tell. No, I ate dinner and it was... The... People... This, the, 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 These two guys talking while eating. The one guy started talking about how and it's like, look, if you're if if you're comfortable talking about certain subjects at dinner, that's fine in 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 your home. But maybe other people don't want to hear you talk about how someone's glass eye popped out of their eye and rolled on the floor and then someone else picked it up and wiped it off at a in a, a restaurant. That's not that's not appropriate dinner conversation for others to hear. If that's how you roll in your house. God bless you. You talk about that all the livelong day. You want to talk about how uh, the eyeball rolled across the floor and how funny and gross it was. You do it, but you don't do it where I gotta hear it. You don't hear me talking about my stuff, right? Now, now you don't hear me talking about the fuzz show I saw on Saturday. Now people are throwing cups at every. Well, I could have talked about that. I saw Fuzz with Ty Siegel on Saturday uh, in Philadelphia. It was really great. Really great show. But those Philly, that's an intense crowd, man. These Philly people. The pit. All of a sudden, there's a, a pit at the front, which is great. I love it. But there was not a whole lot of joy going on in that pit people were throwing cups and they were not throwing them in the spirit of beers in the air. Isn't this fun? It was no, like it was more like, I want to see who I can hit with my cup. And, and look, I don't know if people Saturday night, people might've been in a very weird mood because of obviously all the stuff in, in Paris. Uh, just being in a crowd was strange, but there was an aggro vibe, man. That's Philly. That's pure Philly. That happens no matter what's going on. But I love you, Philly. I love you. You're like Boston for, for, uh, you're like Boston for weirdos. Same history. Same old cobblestone roads. But it's jam packed with weirdos. Not a whole lot of patched elbows, uh, 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 suit jackets there in, uh, Philly. God love you, Philly. But yeah, fuzz were awesome. That, uh, Ty Siegel, what else can, can he do? Can't, he can't go wrong. Ty can't go wrong. The phones are dead. Everybody wanted no-dude-vember, but when push came to shove, did the phones ring? Nope. The phones are quiet. (gasps) This might be it for no-dude-vember. Might have to do two and a half hours of at-best show. People would like that, though. People would be into that. I don't want to do that. Non-dudes, this is when you got a call. Hey guys, are we doing half hour power tonight? Oh boy, that, that crew. I might split. I need a hatch in here, like a, like a secret way out. Cause there's some weeks, love them all out there, love one more than the next. I think Mike's the ringleader on it. He's definitely poisoning the well. Cause, Started off, Mike was, uh, I had Mike under control, but now he's got Dudio hanging out because, and then Pat's hanging out and Dudio and Mike don't like each other. Mike doesn't like Pat. Pat, I think Pat doesn't like, I think Pat likes Dudio, but doesn't like Mike. But you know what? I don't want any of the drama. That's theirs to figure out and fight over. We'll put a topic on the table in a couple moments, but let's go to the phones now. 201-332-3484. Best show. You're on the air. Hi. How are you? To whom am I speaking? This is Annie. I live in Kansas City. Annie, in which Kansas City? Well, Kansas City, Kansas, but
4: uh, hurry for Royals no matter which state.
0: Yeah, you, 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 it's not like you can't root for the Royals if you're on the, not on the Missouri side of things, right?
4: Um, no, but people get so territorial about which side you're from. It, it's a good city. It, both states are great.
0: Well, who would, who, you're not from Kansas City. You're only from a different city called Kansas City. How dare you root for this team? Meanwhile, you look anywhere, you see these Cowboys jerseys everywhere, right? I'm no kidding. <laughs> it's like people who haven't been within 2,000 miles of Dallas are wearing cowboys jerseys. <laughs> There's Raiders stuff everywhere here. Yeah. There's Raiders. There's contrarian thing. Yeah. The Raiders don't even exist anymore. <laughs> what are they? Oakland? <laughs> are they in Oakland? Or do they play, don't they play on like a barge outside of like the US border? <laughs> Aren't they like in international waters? How is it that Los Angeles doesn't have a football team? How do, how does that happen? Isn't that the craziest thing you ever heard in your life? Do they have multiple basketball
4: teams? I'm sorry if I don't know. Well, don't yes, know they
0: have the the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Clippers. Thank you. That's right. Which makes perfect sense is that it's a, it, Los Angeles is known for two things. It's love of yachting and it's many lakes, right? <laughs> of course, those are the... Those are the perfect teams for Los Angeles. (laughs) Who doesn't love seeing a fine schooner rolling in to the, along the Santa Monica Pier?
4: Now, when I was a kid, I thought Clippers, I didn't know that that was, I mean, like what a colloquial way to say a ship or a kind of ship. I thought it was about like a guy mowing a lawn, like a Clipper.
0: Well, that would be, that would be a very unexciting. Name for a team. You might as well just call your team the lawnmowers then, right? I don't
4: know. I figured that there were so many rich people there that they, I'm not sure. What, what is my that? Line of so so, so that's
0: I'm like, a, so you you looked at that, that they were throwing a bone to like, to like people who do yard work for rich people. We'll name one of our teams after. In tribute to you. Guys, you can, oh. we'll cheer for the Lakers. You guys cheer for the team that's about the, all the landscapers can cheer for the Clippers. Oh my stars! So that you th- awful. you thought it was like hedge clippers?
4: Didn't you say there was some? You had a, a topic when I was young, not long ago. So chalk it up to that column, I guess. But I,
0: don't I, know lo- I love you. it. That, that is very funny. That is very funny.
4: I'd like to share an anecdote with you if I could, sir.
0: I would love it. Let's okay, let's hear so it. So
4: I know that we're both fans of Nathan Fielder. We are. Um yes. And my friend Brooke is currently in labor right now and she's very obviously was very pregnant to be in that status, but last night she went into contractions because she was laughing at the scene from um Nathan for you with the age progression and the guy
0: in the garage. Oh, that was <laughs> and I- one of the all time funniest things. <laughs> That's the great thing about Nathan for You. You watch it, and every week it's like, oh, that might be the funniest thing I've ever seen. And then.
4: How is that show real? It's unbelievable.
0: Sorry. He, he's, he's the all time greatest. So she was in labor.
4: Well, she's now in labor, but she was just kind of, you know, um, along there in her third trimester. So it induced then, labor,
0: is what you're saying. Nathan yes, for You. you
4: in- yes. He started a beautiful human life.
0: Oh, my God. And also, don't give people an idea to do Kickstarters for babies. That actually, <laughs> you actually just put something really gross out there.
5: In
4: all fairness, I meant that like a motorbike kickstart, no, you know. But now yeah, you're going to you go. Know, you're right.
0: You're going to go online right. tomorrow to be like, Hey, I was wondering if somebody will uh, contribute to my Kickstarter for a baby. Ew. For a baby Kickstarter. <laughs> baby Or baby Kickstarter would be like. Little kids doing oh, Kickstarter, no. right? Three and under. My- <laughs> be like,
6: I want to get candy great idea for right? a rocket
7: ship. Like, no, it doesn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, they'd be like,
7: I want a a, a big wheel. Give money to my <laughs> Kickstarter.
0: That would be baby Kickstarter. Well,
4: we're all all the R's backwards and everything, and it's kind yes. of misspelled, <laughs> yes. a cute way. The R's would be
0: backwards.
4: <laughs> it's like written in crayon, but it's
0: obviously typed. Now, what is your Somehow, name? Again? I don't know. What, what is your name again? My name's
8: Annie.
0: Annie, hold on a second, Annie. Yeah. From Kansas City. Yeah. K- Kansas. I'm yes. writing this down, Annie, because you know what? What? You now are my favorite caller of all time.
4: Ooh, <gasps> you're out of your mind, the, sir.
0: You, I'm giving you. Get this, Annie.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm giving you now a, a, a pass. Three, you get through three times. When oh. Mike calls, when you call and then Mike says, "What well, would you like to talk about him? You know what you tell him?
5: What?
0: You tell him, this is Annie from Kansas City. N-O-Y. Is greasy th- entry? This is what you say. <laughs> N-O-Y-F-B. That's what you say to Mike. This is Annie from Kansas City. N-O-Y-F-B. Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from Down Under. Good day. Good day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album. Has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. who are the animals? Cause I don't smell them. Okay. All right. That's what you say to Mike three times. You can do it. Oh my God. You hear that, Mike? I know. And if, if you, if you question her, I'm going to make you go outside in the street. And pick a switch and Dudio will, <laughs> Dudio will, will, uh, give you a good old fashioned Adrian Peterson style. I uh, never had
4: to pick a switch. Thank God.
0: Yeah, I, I never, never did had to either. i find
4: one. Ooh, yeah. Thanks mom and dad.
0: How is it that we're all cheering for Adrian? It's like I was listening to like football highlights. It's like, Adrian Peterson runs his It's Like, isn't it the dude who like thrashed his kids like, Two years yeah. ago, I guess it's like, he's fine. He's not thrashing his kids anymore. It's okay. Not fun. And if Adrian Peterson can come back, why why is Robert Blake not back yet, right? Why have we not found a room for him in, to let into our hearts? That's the name Where's of the that Blake tune. Not, Just picture him in full Lost Highway makeup again, right? Like, Can I
4: ask you a question? Oh, I'm so sorry. But just
0: picture him like, this is Robert Blake Chevrolet. Like he buys like a, and he's in full, full lost highway makeup doing car commercials for his car lot. This is Robert. He's like, we got special savings on Toyota Corollas. I know I said it's Chevrolet, but he said it's like, we got special <laughs> savings on Corollas and Hyundais and Robert Blake. Chevrolet and that's the name of that tune oh no and if you don't buy a car from me if I catch you at the other dealership like like you call the other dealership and then like you're waiting for the salesman to come back and then the phone on a desk rings and it's him yeah it's me I'm you and I'm in jail whatever happened in that horrifying movie. Go ahead, Annie. I did not mean to step on what you said.
4: Oh, I was stepping on you, sir. Sorry about that. What do you make? Uh, I know that you're a wonderful cohort, um, Julie Klausner. I said cohort, like you guys share one. She
0: is my cohort, because um,
4: I love Julie <laughs> Klausner, yes. Uh, you guys are a wonderful pair. I love when she's on so much. Um, the American Horror Story anthology, I don't want to get into that because I think you and I are kind of similar about horror movies. I'm not really a fan. But the um, American cr- uh, Crime Story, that's going to be with O.J. Simpson. Have you looked at that cast list? It's kind of bananas. What is it
0: called now? American Crime? It's going
4: to be, yeah, it's going to be American Crime Story, so another series of anthologized Stories and the first one they're doing is OJ Simpson. So you've got like David Schwimmer as Robert Kardashian, um, oh, and just I like this. these out of left universe. Cuba Gooding Jr. is OJ. I guess is argued. I don't know how that happened, but peek at this cast list sometime, please, because it's
0: bonkers. So it's the, they're doing the OJ, and is this like a is this like a, a mini-series, or is this like a series that they're hoping they can well, just keep going?
4: They- I think it's the miniseries. I mean, as far as like, you know, what ca- categorically at the Emmys, like they submit them as miniseries. So I guess like six or one half dozen of the other, you know, like it's just like, I don't know, kind of in
0: between. I'm going to look this um, up right now. Hold on one second. What is it called? American no what? American what the what? It's
4: called American Crime Story. I mean, if you looked up Brian Murphy, O.J. Simpson, I'm sure it would be.
8: A American person. Crime
0: Story. Here we you go. Everyone
4: on Twitter should do it at the same time.
0: Here's the cast. Play along. Are you ready for the cast? Cuba Gooding Jr. as O.J. Simpson. Sarah Paulson as Marsha Clark. John Travolta as Robert Shapiro. Right. David Schwimmer as Robert Kardashian. Courtney B. Vance as Johnny Cochran. Nathan Lane as F. Lee Bailey. <laughs> What is that going to be like? There's not going to be any scenery left. <laughs> Selma Blair as Chris Kardashian. Malcolm Jamal Warner as Al Cowlings.
4: <laughs> this is
7: the know, weirdest the thing I've ever do. seen.
0: Oh, my goodness. I can't wait for this. When does it start? I hope it starts tonight. I,
4: think I, I wish it would start always. And the, the the commercials for it are very kind of eerie, like not showing any of this, you know, kind of teasing with like Nicole Brown's dog or something. I'm thinking like barking at, you know what I'm saying? Like on a California street, setting it's, that creepy
0: vibe. Here's what it says. It serves as a spinoff and companion series for American Horror Story. How? That's fiction. Don't know what they mean by that at all. The weirdest thing <laughs> This is the strangest thing I ever heard. This is the weirdest thing. AP Mike is playing Mark Furman. No, I don't. You didn't even tell me about this, Mike. <laughs> you
7: were everywhere. trying to surprise
0: us? AP No, actually it's there's an asterisk next to it and I'm oh. looking down it says ha ha got you Tom.
4: Well, so, Wikipedia anyone could edit
1: so.
0: Yeah. So Mike hacked Wikipedia to put himself, he's not actually playing him. Actually it says Andy Milanakis is playing, uh, is playing, uh, Mark Furman. Ooh. That'll be good casting. I can't wait for this. Mm. This'll be the greatest thing ever. Malcolm Jamal Warner as Al Cowlings. Right? Who's gonna yeah, play that dude? Really? Oh. Who's gonna play the dude who pranked, uh, uh, Al, uh, Al Michaels from, uh, Howard Stern show? Remember that all I remember about this OJ Simpson thing was I'm trying to watch the Knicks in the NBA finals and I'm, I'm cheering them on. And suddenly the screen goes to showing a Bronco driving down the street <laughs> and I had to go listen to the basketball game in my car on the radio because every channel flipped over to watch a, a, the world's worst car chase. Yeah, it's going to be a nightmare. I cannot wait. I really cannot wait. February. <laughs> February. Billy right. Magnuson as Cato Kalin. Oh my gosh. Who's Billy? They should have gotten the dude from He's on uh Broadway. Is he? They should have gotten the guy yeah. from uh, the Leisure Class. Tom Bell. Right? Hello, brother. It's me.
7: <laughs> that guy. It's me, Kato Kalin. Yeah, that's how I would do all his life. You get, get three
0: wishes! Right? If Cato Kalin appears suddenly, it's me!
7: <laughs> <laughs> Say my name three times, and I will grant you wishes. Can I tell you something?
0: Please do, Annie.
7: So I
4: grew up in the '90s, and I learned more about OJ the OJ Simpson trial from Mad Magazine than really anything else. Because when I was when we were talking about this, I was like, "Wait, how? Why do I keep picturing this like more drucker version of Cato Kalin?" Yeah, I was like, "Oh, was
0: Like <laughs> you thought. So you thought it was like you know the lighter mean? side of OJ Simpson. You that thought, would have been pretty creepy. <laughs> you thought it was like with what's his face? Remember the guy who was always com- in the doctor's office in, in those? Oh, yeah. What was that guy's Not name? The
4: answers the stupid questions. Oh, um, Dave, um, the guy
0: who did it? No, the guy in Mad Magazine was always in the doctor's office. Um.
5: Shucks.
0: You're my favorite call. You said shucks. You didn't even slip <laughs> up. I got no. I'm thinking of Dave Berg, the guy Dave Berg Walter
4: Kaputnik.
0: Walter oh, Kaputnik was the guy's yeah, name. Yeah.
4: yeah. Well, I'm just thinking about all these people. You said Marsha Clark, and I was like mm-hmm. thinking about how they'd be like bl- blarfob blarf <laughs> instead of like a character's name in a movie. They'd give it like a mo- a, a name about you know vomiting or ralphing or something about smelling. You know. So, <laughs> like, there are movies I've never seen that I know the basic plot constructs of because of Mad and Cracked, yeah. you know? Oh so, I, I, I don't guess. need to see them. I'm
0: good. Exactly. <laughs> you're just kind of, Or like an SNL sketch. I'll just be like, yeah, okay. I think I know what the hook with that thing is because I see what they're making <laughs> fun of in. with it. Yeah.
4: So that's what they they're fade making. into the set, and you're like, oh, okay, rude sandwich guy. You flip yeah. it off.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, Annie. <laughs> I got that one. Annie, yeah. I got to tell you. Yeah. You. Where have you been this whole time? You're such a fantastic uh, caller.
4: Becoming a huge best show fan, well, obviously.
0: Please call the show as much <laughs> as you want. And remember, what are you going to tell Mike if when you call? Uh
4: let to say hello, Mike. Uh and um Annie N O I S
0: B. That's right. <laughs> Thank you.
4: Thank you, sir. Have a good night.
0: You have a great night. Wow, what a good caller. What a good caller. Yeah, so we'll do the half-hour power after tonight's show. Uh, Unscreened calls at midnight. But for now, we are looking for screened calls. Screened by AP Mike. Ileana Douglas will be on shortly. And uh, Fred from Honolulu, formerly of Honolulu, will be here. We'll have him in the studio. Remember a few weeks ago, the Village Voice named uh uh me the best radio person in New York? Well, A, how did that get me? That did not move the needle one inch on anything. The show is still living in the tank pretty hard. Whole lot of nothing going on here. Best show style. Ah, and that I've had enough of. All these, uh, this is like a t- 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 show. Come on, guys. Why don't you love the show? Why don't they love the show anymore, guys? I thought we had something. I thought we were all doing this thing together. Let's build it back up. Isn't it time to love Tom again? What happened? What did I do? I look at the listenership on some of these things. Last week, 11 people listened to the show. 11 Eleven people. Listen, we're sending out all these stickers. You can go to uh, thebestshow.net and look for the sticker initiative. The stores and and businesses all throughout the world. I'm sending them internationally as well. Have best show stickers. You go in and you ask for one, and you'll get one. So uh, go get your best show sticker and take a picture. Put it. Put the sticker somewhere. Uh, fun. And uh, send me a picture of it. Send me a picture of it. I would like that. Nowhere illegal, though. Don't stick a sticker on top of the Mona Lisa or something like that. Hey, look what I did.
7: We stuck it on the Mona Lisa. and ripped off half the paint. Isn't that funny?
0: So anyway, the Village Voice names uh, me top radio person in New York City. Does anybody have a physical hard copy of that village voice? I was supposed to get one and I did not get one. I need a physical hard copy of that. I don't have one. I could sure use one. How could you not have a physical hard copy of that? How? When, when it's never happening again, I'm glad people are saying on, on, uh, on Twitter that, uh, it's time to love Tom again. We had something going, then you all moved over. I don't know what you're listening to now. Uh, Nightshade, whatever that show's called. What is that? Um, Nightshade. Um, hold on one second. Hey, this is Tom. Can you? Can you call the number I texted you? That's alright. This is my cell phone. No, this is my cell. Okay. Okay, bye. Oh, guess who that was? Mike, you get one guess who that was. It was Ileana Douglas. Yeah, she's got my cell phone number. I'm not bragging or anything. So yeah, if if anybody's got a physical copy of that uh, that uh, uh, Village Voice, I could use it. Now it is time for me to tell you about a couple things. Well, my friends, tonight the best show is sponsored by who? Casper Mattresses. Casper Mattresses obsessively engineered American-made mattresses at a shockingly fair price. And now, you can get fifty dollars toward any mattress purchase by going to Casper dot com slash best show and using code best show listen you spend about a third of your life sleeping so let's make sure you're doing it on a good mattress casper brings together two comfy technologies to, into one for better nights or brighter and brighter days not or brighter days and brighter days that's latex foam and memory foam the two foams uniting to bring you the most comfortable sleep you can imagine. They got just the right sink, just the right bounce, no matter how you sleep. They got a free trial and return policy. They'll deliver it straight to you. You try it for a 100 days, and if you're not happy, they'll pick it back up. You go to a mattress store. Maybe you get a minute to try the mattress. You're laying there. People are staring at you. With Casper, you actually get to sleep on it. Your own home. $500 for a twin-size mattress and $950 for a king-size mattress. Compare that to industry averages, and that's an outstanding price point. So get $50 toward any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash best show and using code best show, terms and conditions apply. Casper.com slash basho and one other thing i want to tell you all about my good friends now they're all gathered here tonight on this the most exciting of evenings that's right i want to tell you all about if i can only find this to tell you about it now i can tell you about it if this thing would only click through and not that Oh, I'm gonna throw this computer at the window. It don't work. How can you do this to me, Steve Jobs? You're letting me, you're letting me down, you, you goon. Right? That's why I didn't see your movie. That's why I didn't see it. Because you let me down all the time. You rat bastard. Right? You rat bastard. I want to tell you all about what? Howl.fm. That's right. What is Howl.fm? Well, let me tell you. Howl.fm. Howl is a brand new app and website that changes the way you think about podcasts. And with Howl Premium, their premium service, you get exclusive access to dozens of miniseries, audio documentaries, and comedy albums. All the archives from WTF with Mark Marin, And all the Earwolf shows like Comedy Bang Bang or How Did This Get Made. Well... That's all waiting for you there. And the miniseries are truly unique. Like Forgotten Classics by Super Ego, the very funny Super Ego. On each episode, the Super Ego team will improvise a famous work of fiction with one uh, one work of fiction that they are not familiar with. Only given the book's title, its first and last lines, and the name of the characters, the rest is up to them. The Skalar brothers have a show called Finding the Funny as they travel the country trying to find what makes each city funny. The first stop on their journey is Buffalo. And in their quest, they'll get help from locals as they eat as many buffalo wings as they possibly can. And again, I don't know why they're focusing on the buffalo wings. Buffalo has like a a trash sandwich or whatever they call it. Like, that to me is more buffalo than buffalo wings. Uh, But that's neither here nor there. You take that up with the Sklar brothers. So I'm telling you all about Howell. And you're like, what what am I supposed to do now, Tom? Well, you can get all this exclusive content on your iPhone, your Android phone, and on the web for only $4.99 a month. And with promo code Tom, T-O-M, Tom, you'll get a full month of free trial. To redeem that promo code, make sure you create your account on the web at Howl.fm and enter code Tom at checkout. Tom, T-O-M. Go to Howl.fm, that's Howl.fm, and use the promo code Tom for one month, a free trial of Howl Premium. You also get, uh, I think, Hollywood Handbook is up there, and I'm on the new Hollywood Handbook I'm in the four-timers club on Hollywood Handbook. What do you think about that, Mike? Huh? Oh, this guy. I need this hatch. Somebody's got to build me a hatch so I can just duck out. I'm serious. I seriously need a hatch to duck out. I'm going. I'm being told I'm being told to go to the to the hotline. That yes. we have a, we have a, a guest on the hotline, a very important guest. We have Ileana Douglas. Is this you?
6: It's me from I I feel like I'm a president or something. I'm 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 in a broom closet in uh. the Alamo Draft House in Houston. Oh
0: my God! Why are you? What brought you to Houston? And why are you in a broom closet?
6: Well, I'm. You know, it's a movie theater, so you have to talk quietly. Yes. And And uh, they decided this was the most quiet place for me. But I am on a book tour. Uh, I'm on a tour of all the uh, Alamo Draft Houses. Uh, they're a movie theater chain, and they are showing uh, Ghost World. And you get a you buy a ticket and you and you get a copy of my book and then we're going to talk about the movie and then do a book signing afterwards. So it's been like an easy rider road
0: tour. Wow, that is awesome. That's very exciting. Now, it's fun, Ileana Douglas. When you mention your book, you're talking about I Blame Dennis Hopper. Yes. A book that you wrote. Yes. I'm going to ask you a true or false question. True or false? The book is available in stores. Yes true okay true <laughs> or false they only printed a few copies so you probably can't get one uh, within a couple days if you don't go get it
6: you got yeah you
0: true true let's oh. go
6: immediately
0: to <laughs> either Amazon or your local bookstore yes that was the right answer because now you create because actually they made plenty of them but you create the the supply and demand with an answer well like,
5: Yes, that's true.
6: Although every bookstore I go to locally, they seem to have run out of it, which I guess is a good sign. I think
0: that's a good um, sign. Well, the, yeah, I, I read the book. The book is so great. Thank you. It really is so uh, so amazing. And one thing that 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 uh, I that I, I thought of the whole time reading it is that you're clearly such a fan of movies and and the history of movies and just really getting into behind the scenes on movies and so when when you as somebody who loves movies and books about movies you now had to write your book about movies was that daunting in any way because you know the you're joining this pantheon of great books written by actors or about movies and this was your entry into that world
6: well, I you know I've I've been working a lot with Turner Classic Movies and and you know sort of curating um, films, talking about films with them, and it just seemed like you know all my life people kept saying, "Oh, you're so funny! I, you got to you know I hope you're going to write a book and tell all these funny stories." But I didn't really know what the through line was, and then through my work at Turner Classic Movies and getting to meet people like. Jerry Lewis and Richard Dreyfuss, the through line became for me, oh, you're kind of an insider outsider. You know, you were, you're, you're in movies. Like I watched movies as a kid. I was watching Richard Dreyfuss in movies or Jerry Lewis in movies. Then I grew up and I'm acting in movies with them. And then I'm also talking about their historical contribution on TCM. So I think that that's Maybe my my point of view in, in terms of the book is that they're funny stories, but some of them are very personal. You know, it's not because I've, I've had, I feel like, an up-close personal view of some of these people shows them in a little bit different light.
0: Yeah, well, that that is very true because you you're not only coming at this from the point of view of an actor who built a career and ended up on different sets. With you being in front of the camera, you started off. Your grandfather was Melvin Douglas, the the legendary actor. So you, yeah. as a kid, you were you're like my my grandfather was putting <laughs> planting fence posts in a field. That's what my grandfather, your grandfather was in Being There, and you were on the set of Being There.
6: Yes, so it was. I mean, I was still at an age where. You know, I had a poster, I mean, I was obsessed with the Pink Panther and I was, you know, love movies, but I, you know, I had a poster of Inspector Clouseau in my bedroom wall. And I didn't know that, you know, people made movies. I, and so going to the set of being there and watching them actually make a movie and seeing the amount of people that it took to make the movie, I suddenly, that's where my love of filmmaking took hold. Because I love the idea of acting in movies, but I love the whole process of making movies. Mm -hmm. And that part seemed just as exciting almost as being in the films. You know, hearing my grandfather talk about, you know, Hal Ashby as a director, or watching the actors, you know, the camaraderie of them talking. They were, you know, they were telling war stories. Mm-hmm. the day I was on the set. So after that, then I would go home, and anytime time I saw Jack Warden in a movie or Peter Sellers in a movie, I would kind of personalize it in a way that I hadn't before. They became more than, you know, just images, uh, you know, from movie magazines. They became real human beings.
0: Yeah, because you you actually saw that building of a thing. Because people, it is very surprising the first time you actually... Go on a set and watch how how a movie or a TV show is built because it's completely different. And I came to it more as an adult the first time I was on a set to see how things were constructed. But did that inform how you watched movies from that point on as a kid? Because a you're you've seen things, you've been on sets, and you're seeing how they're doing take after take. And b you also have you're in the family. You actually have an actor.
6: Yes, it did, because that was where my, my, you know, I started developing an interest in the director, and that's when I realized, you know, I, my, you know, my grandfather placed me to, you know, sitting next to who I didn't know, you know, mm-hmm. Hal Ashby, and, you know, but because I knew the name Hal Ashby, then, you know, when I went home, I started putting it together. So if a movie came out and Hal Ashby directed it, then I had this context. Oh, he's the person who directed being there. So it started more, you know, as I said, getting me more involved in the in the filmmaking process of it rather than before I just loved, you know, Inspector Clouseau. I loved the movie stars. But now I started getting interested in the mechanics of making a film.
0: Mm-hmm. And did that, because... One thing look, I admire plenty of things about you, Ileana Douglas. First most recently is your book, I blame Dennis Hopper. You say, Oh I did that, I slipped it, I made it sound nice. so I made it sound Thank so you. casual that I mentioned the name of your book. But now me talking about it makes it less slick than I maybe thought it was. But You, in addition to being an actor, you, you are, you write and you direct and you've run shows and you've done all of these things. Is, is that experience as a, as a kid, did that kind of make you, did that help you get that kind of fearlessness with that and feel like there's no ceiling on where you want, where you could go with, with a life in entertainment? Well, because I
6: think, you know, I, I think what it, what it gave me was that I just wanted to be in show business, like all any aspect of it seemed exciting to me. You know, watching the actors and being there was exciting, um, you know, but then also sitting next to the director seemed exciting, too, because they were two, in a way, different worlds. And then my grandfather took me on another set, uh, which was the movie uh, Ghost Story. And, you know, again, I was seeing it was surreal seeing Fred Astaire. Somebody, I I just couldn't. I was like, oh my god, the guy that I've watched musicals and emulated him, and now he's here acting in a film, and yeah. you know Patricia Neal, John Hausman, and so it just kind of blew my mind to mm-hmm. have them, you know, come off the screen and be these real life human beings that were imparting wisdom on me, and also because they had such respect for my grandfather. You know, they just kind of took a special interest in me and a special liking in me. So I think that, it, but it gave me a certain confidence of, of I think, watching a director work um, mm-hmm. from a very early age. And I, al- I always just kind of found myself more comfortable, even when I was acting in a film, Most of the movies that I really had standout roles were kind of a collaboration with the director, and I didn't realize that until I got on the set of uh, To Die For. And it solidified, and this is something I write about, like that my whole journey, that I wonder if it started with being there, Mm -hmm. and then having this, you know, kind of a collaboration with Gus Van Zandt. Where the movie is essentially two movies. Like we went up, I went up first and shot the documentary section of Tadai Four with Gus Van Sant and a kind of a splinter crew before anybody else got there. So then wow, I okay. had again my secret special partnership with him, and then we shot the narrative film. So it, again, it gave me that kind of insider outsider um, feeling. Mm-hmm. And whenever I do a movie, I'm, you know, I'm one of the, you know, few actors that I'm I'm always, I mean, sometimes I get myself in trouble for it because people go, just act, Ileana. But I'm always <laughs> thinking, I'm thinking as the director, too. Sure. Uh, and it's it's just unconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, I just started to look at films critically and not just worry about my part, but worry about the whole film and oftentimes, you know, suggest music to people. I just have always had a natural camaraderie with the director. I would uh-huh. become the director's confidant. It just happened again and again and again.
0: Um, but then sometimes people are just, you've had people say, and you say this in your book where they're just kind of like, <laughs> we're kind of, who said to you, you can just don't sit next to me? Was that Buck Henry? You can't ask me any questions?
6: Well, when I was on, when I did today for, I mean, you know, I was everybody I work with. I'm such a movie fan, and it was like Buck Henry, what's up, Doc? Catch twenty two, you know. Yeah. So that's all I'm thinking through my mind. Uh-huh. Like, you know, they're thinking, I wonder what's for lunch, you know. <laughs> and all I'm thinking is how how can I how can I approach this to get him to tell me about you know the graduate? And so the first. Couple of days, of course. You know, he's absolutely thrilled. Oh <laughs> my, it's my biographer. And I got yeah. to see. You know, but by day three, you saw me, and he kind of he, he looked like he had that panic look, like where can I go? And then he, you know, he said, Ileana, you can sit down, but you cannot ask me any more questions <laughs> about my movies." <laughs> yeah. But you know, that's how I feel. Like I'm acting in the movie, and I'm thrilled that people, you know, may like me in the movie, but oftentimes I find for me being in the film is really just an excuse to my, you know, my own movie fan stories of somebody like, uh, Buck Henry. And, you know, I, so it's like, I talk to them and then I would run back to my journal and just write down everything they say.
0: Uh-huh. So, and it so, fe- did it feel like you were, you were just these things, some of it, did it feel like you were just because you love the stuff? And other things that you would use this down the road somewhere, something that you had, some wisdom? I always
6: feel, I always feel whenever I'm talking to people and, you know, I'm on, you know, I'm on my book tour right now. And, you know, Jerry Lewis said to me, you know, you aren't anybody unless they're leading you through the kitchen. And so tonight I hit Houston, you know, and they said, we're going to take you in the back way, and they were walking me through the kitchen, and I thought, Jerry Lewis. <laughs> you know, so they do stay with me, and I guess that's the movie fan part of me. I've never, you know, i retain that kind of childlike delight in, like, I can't believe I'm here. This is incredible. And so sometimes, yes, when people say something to me, it's as if a bell goes off, and I... I remember it, Uh, and if I don't think I'm going to remember it, I make sure to write it down so that I will remember it, because a part of me, as a film historian, feels that it's important, you know, to pass these stories on, because I just think, you know, movies are such an art form, Mm -hmm. and we're, you know, we're in this day and age now where it's like we're just so close to the end of, you know, watching movies together, and I remember what that feeling was like being a kid and watching Jaws, 600 kids screaming and going to a drive-in and seeing Dusk Till Dawn movies and and just how nostalgic it was. And I feel like we're just at the, the beginning that those days may die out. And so part of the reason I wanted to write the book was just to show how much that I felt you know, that movies press so many emotional buttons for me. Like, I don't remember dates, but I remember the movies or the, you know, the movie stars and, and somebody like Dennis Hopper with a movie like Easy Rider. You know, one movie, I really believe, changed the course of filmmaking, mm-hmm. um, changed America, you Yeah, know, Ch- changed my family, changed me. And well, there's many other people that feel that way, too.
0: Yeah, well, you really go into how it changed your family. It's a pretty it kicks off the book that people should read the book I blame Dennis Hopper, but in a nutshell, your dad sees Easy Rider and then gets super caught up in that lifestyle and your your kind of normal well well relatively well to do or well to do life suddenly went out the window. Yeah. Because I was suddenly surrounded
6: by 20 hippies who all look like Dennis Hopper, you know, with choppers and, you know, uh, a band going to peace rallies and, you know, and and that's what the movie, you know, it, it predicted again this rise of the counterculture. And college students and people were so affected by that one film. You know, by the time you get into the 80s and 90s, I, I think with you know movies like Albert Brooks' Lost in America, you know, we're, we're almost kind of p- poking fun at it, at it. But we forget the importance of that at the time. I mean, my parents were like they were never the same after they saw that film.
2: Uh uh-huh.
6: it, it, You know what I mean? It yeah. shook them up, and so their values changed me I mean you know I didn't appreciate it when I was a kid but all those kind of rebellious values uh, have stayed with me as an adult and I was lucky enough and privileged enough to actually get to meet Dennis Hopper and work with Dennis Hopper and be able to tell him that he changed my life and not everybody has a chance to do that but I I feel that you know so many times Movies are there when we're down, or you know, they cheer us up. They're our friends, they, you know, and and we kind of away from, you know, because it's so embarrassing and lately to like you know have any feelings, any nostalgic feelings about going to the movies. But I just have so many fun memories of, like, movies my dad took me to, movies my mom took me to. We still talk about that. Movies my grandparents took me to. Sure. And you would be able to talk about difficult subjects because you saw it in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that was something, you know, you. You'd, I remember, like, with my parents, you know, they'd take me to these art movies, you know, that were, like, you know, like, we saw Amacord. I was like, what the hell was that? You know, like, what have I seen? And then, you know, afterwards, you would go to ice cream shop, and, you know, they would say, did you understand that movie? Of course, I didn't. But, uh-huh. you know, you <laughs> sort of pretend that you did. And, mm-hmm.
0: was, and, but all those memories are important. Sure. No, and it, it informs... It informs so much and then you figure if it informs you, now you're informing, you've, you've made so many great movies and been a part of so many things. You are spreading that, uh, you are moving that down the line. And, uh, and the book, I, again, I, I, the book, I blame Dennis Hopper is, it's really, uh, a really great look into so many things, uh, movie wise and career wise. And it, you, you weave your personal life and your love of movies together really. in in a really outstanding way. And you, um, one thing you talk about is that you actually, you actually, and I'm not going to like when you sit down across from somebody like Marlon Brando or these people who you go your whole life seeing as these icons. And then it's like you see them as actual people. It's like that. I've always felt that that's one of the strangest things. Whenever you meet somebody who's been, larger than life, and then they're actually Mm -hmm. in front of you, and maybe they're even shorter than you or something like that. Right. Like, but you actually, you didn't want to meet Marlon Brando when you had a chance to to meet him at first.
6: No, because it was, you know, it just was, when I I had this, you know, opportunity, you know, we're going to meet Marlon Brando, I just thought, no, I, I can't, there's just no ways to... He, he was too cinematic for me. I mean, again, I, I had a poster of him on my, you know, on my wall. I remember, like, unrolling my poster. I remember moving to my apartment and bringing my Marlon Brando poster. And You know, he just meant so much to me as an actor. And I just thought, how could you meet someone? Like, what could you say to Marlon Brando that's not going to come off as insipid, and uh, so I ended up being forced to meet him and, but then in the context that we met him, he ended up, uh, really responding to me mm-hmm. and uh, because I couldn't, he, you know, he locked, I don't know, he just kind of locked eyes with me and i just found myself getting like incredibly emotional and i just i could not hold it back so i just told him from my heart what his movies had meant to me and you know next thing i knew he was i was crying and he was crying and it just turned into this crazy so like everything that i was you know afraid of embarrassing myself it just ended up being uh a real like truth session. And and he ended up getting something from me, which was like so incredible. Cause I think also we put these people up on a pedestal, you know, but they've got, they, you know, they've got real lives too. And we're so afraid to see something because we feel like we're going to be embarrassed or we're going to say the wrong thing. And I feel sometimes like if you're, if you just speak from the heart, you know, you, you're going to be okay. People will sense that, that you know, that, that, their movies have really meant something to to them, and I tried to articulate that because I think that each day goes by and we're forgetting about Marlon Brando. You know, we remember the scandals or that he was overweight, but we forget the impact that he made as an actor. Mm-hmm. And those are all the things that I was trying to write about in terms of my meeting with him. As I felt as if I saw a side of him as a uh, you know as a man before fame had maybe, you know, destroyed, uh, the best part of him, but his movies will be there, you know, forever. Sure. But, but I, I felt a certain, I feel a certain responsibility to be able to communicate that and articulate that, um, as a film lover.
0: Sure. Well, as somebody who you you clearly love movies so much and you take it seriously, I, I think your book does justice to to what you believe in. So uh you did such a great job. It's it's a really oh, great thank book. You. Thank you. And I'm gonna I'll let you get back to your screening, and I'll let you get yes. out of a broom closet. <laughs> and um, yeah. Thank thank you, Ileana, for making the time and and calling in and and telling us about the book. And people should check it out. I blame Dennis I- Hopper. Now, okay. one question I do want to ask you. On the set of Ghost Story, um, yeah. the guy who screens calls for me wants to ask this question. Um, yes? He wants to know what the craft service table was like. He thinks there was probably a fair amount of hard candy on it. <laughs> for You mean for older gentlemen? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because they would have a lot of worthers, uh, is what he's guessing.
6: No, I have to tell you about that movie because, you know, the, all the gentlemen were in their 80s and three, all three gentlemen, Douglas Fairbanks, my grandfather, and Fred Astaire, all developed pneumonia because they kept making them shoot these scenes, you know, out in the snow.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, <laughs> and, you know, they never complained about, I couldn't believe, like, these huge
0: stars And, again, it was such a learning lesson. We're getting dragged. Yeah. And one other, the other guy who works here wants me to ask you about, he's a big ride enthusiast, and he wanted me to ask you about the Aerosmith Rockin' Roller Coaster.
6: Oh, it could could possibly be, you know, my favorite thing I've ever done. Sometimes people will come up to me and, you know, I try to guess, is it going to be Cape Fear? Is it going to be Stir of Echoes? Yeah. Is, is it going to be Action? Or you know, and or and the Aerosmith
0: rock and roller coaster.
6: Or and sometimes <laughs> it's
0: the Aerosmith and I, they go. You have a super stretch. <laughs> Make it a super stretch. And for people who uh, don't know, this is where is this ride? It's in Florida. Okay. It's in Florida. Okay. And uh, we got to go down there, and I, you know, I'm
6: from massachusetts so it was a great thrill to work with aerosmith
0: so you um, you were like in you host the ride with them or something is that what it yes, is yes it's a little
6: movie that that is you, you, i think you can even watch it on youtube it's a little movie that you see before uh the ride begins
0: mm-hmm.
6: and i play aerosmith's manager
0: okay so you see iliana i'm more <laughs> i want to ask all about being there and all these good I movies. I got one guy asking me about the craft service table for <laughs> Ghost Story. The other guy's asking about the Aerosmith Rock and Roller Coaster. I don't know. I'm a, yeah. I might I don't know. I'm not sure what to do here with this uh, uh with my team. I think we have to have a Can meeting after the show. This this seems yeah. like a this seems like we need a post show uh meeting to all get on the same page.
2: Yes, I'll. Uh, well,
6: you know, you can you can see all 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 three of those. Uh, the, the, I'll tr- I'll try to comment on all three of these post show. Okay. Memo.
0: Thank you. Well, Iliana, thank you again for calling in. The Iliana Douglas, the book is "I Blame Dennis Hopper." It's really great, and thank you for taking the time out. Thanks so much. Have a good night. You too. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. All right, bye. See, that was nice, right, Mike? She's awesome. Yeah, she is. And you got your question answered. Right? And Dudio got his weird. i tell you, Dudio is outpacing Mike now. Dudio is making a real push. We're closing out 2015 on a strong note between, uh, McG- what is it? Sasparilla, the singing gorilla, and then, uh, and then he wants to know about the rock and roller coaster. Mike's, Mike's like, yeah, Mike's like turning into like yesterday's news. He's like the old model of upsetting me. (laughs) Right? Mike's old fashioned ways of upsetting me just aren't, they're not getting the same scares out of me. Which, you know what that makes me think, Mike? God only knows what Pat Byrne is cooking up out there. He's going to be like the, it's like the future of terror is on its way with pat oh i i don't want to know what that is but you know what i do want to know is more about the band sweet talk have a new album out double perfect let's hear something from it now best show back in a couple minutes sweet talk oh guitar feedback hi everybody it's uh sweet talk yeah, that's Sweet Talk from their uh, new album. Double Perfect on the 12XU label. 12XU.net. They are awesome. 12XU is awesome. We're all awesome. Oh, I didn't even say at the beginning of the show. Goodness gracious. It was the lame drivers we heard. Oh, I'm so mortified. It's a song called Sister from Lame Drivers, from their new album, Chosen Era. Lame Drivers, what a great album this is. On the Bleeding Gold label. Love it. Good stuff. How'd you, how'd you like Ileana Douglas, Mike? Right? You did learn some stuff. A lot of good movies. A lot of good movies. Melvin Douglas, that's surprising, right? Yeah. Not the stock I come from, man. Not my stock. No. I'd be more likely to have to lend my grandfather money. Oh, that's right. No Dude Vember continues. We'll bring in uh, Fred shortly. Everybody can't wait till he's in here. And I'll tell you one thing, dude. You better not curse in here. He comes in earlier to check the, th- the studio out. He's like, this so bleeping, this bleep, this bleep, that. This toilet mouth. tell you not not into it not into the toilet mouth what do you think about this Mike what if I had a thing where people could try to get you know because look this show is is, this is just a, a losing endeavor I I've determined on the whole it's it's we're we're taking on water What if uh, how, 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 how can we uh, b- boost it Mike? How, what if I did a thing where people could people uh, I'll give you uh, people if they if they get real in a big fish. Real mean like a big fish. Some super crazy get some super crazy person to call in. No that's a, not super super crazy famous person. Not super crazy person that will that will take care of itself but yeah let's get a, Yeah, maybe that maybe I'll start throwing I gotta start what do I gotta start throwing prizes around right I'll give prizes if you reel in a big fish I'll throw you a prize so the ch- the challenge has been thrown get me some big names I want to see who's out there hey Fred why don't you come in here uh my friend this guy oh look at him so cool this guy's cool oh he is I don't know why they're laughing I love you I love just sit right there and first of all keep the keep the keep it clean I'll tell you one thing this guy's wearing a Hawaii shirt what's the hat hawaii shirt hawaii hat (laughs) it'd be like if you were in hawaii and some dude was walking around in new york stuff right like like new york like like a like a i love new york shirt it's uh you're definitely is is it keeping you in touch because for people who don't know this guy fred uh, and he's he's been a long time fan of and supporter of the show And a friend of mine. He's a friend. You're a friend.
9: Yeah. Yeah. You have my number. I do.
0: You started calling the show from Honolulu. You lived in Honolulu, Hawaii. Yes, sir. Right? Is that where you're born and raised?
9: No, I was born in Cebu City, Philippines.
0: Okay. So when you moved to Hawaii... When I was 10. When you were 10. So you... You, but you do. You, uh, you identify as a Hawaiian because uh, you've been in mean, front. You know what I mean. Like that's where yeah. you feel your roots are yeah, it's now. Been like most like a, yeah, it Yeah. So, but then, God knows what happened to you. If you a rock fell on your head or something, <laughs> you just said, "You know where I think I want to live instead of paradise on earth, the Lower East Side, <laughs> where the San Gennaro Festival takes place." You're just like, "What if I trade this?" For the street where they where they just pour Zepelli grease out at night, and they have carnival games, and then maybe you get uh, you can get an autograph from uh, the guy who played uh, the guy who played uh, uh, Artie Bucco on The Sopranos. Maybe he's there signing autographs. <laughs> so you moved there. Yeah. What made you move? What was it? What, you felt it. <laughs> you had to do it. I had to do it. You had to do it. Speak to do up, dude. Speak up. Sorry, man. There you go. How about now? Is that That's good?
9: good? That's good. That's right good. Look, I'm glad you're here. I'm very glad I'm here. Yeah. It hurts a lot more when you say this to my face. It, it, but it's I'm complimenting <laughs> I think it's
0: a, I think it's an outstanding <laughs> thing you did. You went for it. Yeah. So many people don't go for it. So. <laughs> you went for it. Yeah. right
9: I was like lying to my work when i was visiting this place
0: <laughs> so you you just started
9: my very first call to you i was hiding from work and like, like,
0: <laughs> in where like a stairwell it was
9: in a stairwell my first call to you was in a stairwell
0: you were literally in a stairwell, yeah,
9: like the Dole Cannery stair- stairwell. That was where I was working. So
0: you worked at the Dole Cannery? No,
9: it was like they turned the Dole Cannery into like a failed business park, and it's like a yeah. warehouse part. Because
0: you're like an IT guy, right? No,
9: I was actually um I was a, uh, was a packer. A packer? Yeah, and then I worked overnight, and uh, I did like uh medical uh, yeah, medical records basically. Okay.
0: Oh, because you records—that's the part that made me think IT. Because yeah, I knew yeah, you yeah. were handling, I knew you were you were working with uh records so you're jamming records into
9: boxes (laughs) yeah i was like uh like whenever like someone gets born i was the first person to assign like a name to them like that kind of data entry yeah all right
0: and then one day you woke up you looked out you saw the water (laughs) you saw the beach and you're just like i think i'm gonna trade this for Katz's deli. <laughs> I want to live behind Katz's deli, basically. So the you wanted to get closer to the rats who are filled with pastrami. Right? Those pastrami filled rats out on down, in, down
9: there. I want to see how the other side lived. But you did it. Yeah. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Tom.
0: But you know what you did also? You showed one thing. You're you 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 got you you, you came here. You, the first thing you did was
9: betray you, betray
0: me. <laughs> you shuttled the best show. Your love of the best show was clearly yes, passing at best. <laughs> and then you saw Chris Gethard.
9: Yeah, I attached myself like a lamprey. And
0: you saw you said, I'm "Later swim- days, Tom." Yeah, there right. It. Yes. And now, then he has his show was on Manhattan Cable at that point.
9: Yes. Public access. I shunned you for public access.
0: Then it ended up on fusion. Yeah. But now that his thing is between seasons, Mm -hmm. suddenly you're back.
9: I'm back here begging Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're back. You're just like, it's me. (laughs) Remember me? (laughs) So the second his thing comes back Mm -hmm. again, I'll never see you again.
9: Yeah, I'm a seasonal sycophant. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always... Like, you know how people like you know like tuna will find these deep currents that we can't see
0: tuna will what
9: yeah like tuna will find these deep currents deep in the ocean that okay. we can't see i'm like do I
0: look like i know how to fish? <laughs>
9: Are you you've heard the show before
0: right you know when i come on and i just talk all about my my love of fishing you've, how many times have you ever heard me talk about fishing
9: i have zero Brad? metaphors
0: yes yeah, zero i don't know about you're telling me about the the, the <laughs> minutiae of how tuna swim and fun. I don't go fishing. Tuna, for me, is, again, back to yeah.
5: yeah.
0: To me, to me fishing for tuna is me handing them that little ticket and saying, <laughs> yeah, I'll have a tuna
9: sandwich, please. I love how they make you feel like a shoplifter in there. Like, you're you're going to leave. Well, yeah. It's like...
0: There's a guy, for people who don't okay. know, Katz's is his deli. If you've ever heard the jerky boys do, send the salami to your boy in the army. That, it started at Katz's. And the other thing that happened at Katz's is the, the porno scene from that one, uh, Billy Crystal. You know that Billy Crystal porno movie that he made? <laughs> uh, when Harry met Sally, where, uh, Meg Ryan is in the throes of, of ecstasy. That took place at Cats's,
9: mm-hmm.
0: which, uh, I don't know how that could happen because the place smells like, it smells like a deli. That's the one thing. I don't know who could even pretend to work themselves up in a, in a, a, a romantic capacity in that place. It's, it smells like lunch meat. So you go into Cats's, there's a, there's a turnstile. There's a, there's a guy in basically a cop outfit. Yeah. <laughs> Hands you a ticket. Yeah. And you are in such trouble if you lose that ticket. Cause yeah. then you got these eighty year olds write numbers. Like you'll be like, I'll get a condition. And somebody grabs a ticket from your hand. They start scribbling numbers on it. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, can I also get a uh that's cell soda, right? That's
7: yeah. Disgusting.
0: <laughs> cell So then they take it and they scribble the one number out. They write a new number on it. They had the and then you're walking around with this ticket with these numbers written on it. And then it's like, if I lose this ticket, what are they going to charge me? A thousand dollars? You can't leave. Yeah, you can't leave. You're now part of the staff. So you're like, you, you, everything, you, 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 your life is, is, hinges on this ticket with the numbers written on it. So for me to go Fortuna <laughs> is me going there, handing some 80 year old the ticket say yeah tune and he scribbles 899 on it <laughs> so what's going on with you now fred
9: pretty good man i'm a bit like between uh seasons of uh yeah uh, kissing chris gathard's feet mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you're between seasons yeah i'm over here to mm-hmm. wash your feet
9: now okay <laughs> oh this guy <laughs> now, look. just real quick yeah this is
0: not on
9: the air right now. All right. You watched those guys work out there for like an hour. I, I, or I didn't know. I thought they were just hanging out. I didn't know. When you saw them, if I, I'm not saying I'm gonna get rid of one of them. Mm-hmm.
7: But if I had to get rid of one of them, yeah.
9: who should go? I don't know. You can do that thing in that terrible Batman movie where you like break a pool cue, and then you you throw it there, and then. You tell them what? to settle it? What are you talking about? <laughs> I let them fight it out? Yeah.
0: No, because Pat will kill both of them. Oh,
9: okay. I do not know about that. But I don't know if Pat should be the one who survives. Oh, okay. Maybe you... Who maybe, should it be? Maybe you draw up, like, stats. Like, you create with a stat card with, like... Mm-hmm. Like, it's Dungeons and Dragons. Figure out who is strongest. Who's canny. <laughs> <laughs> your references. Your... <laughs> I don't know. Tuna I'm fishing,
0: Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> Batman movies. I
9: don't know who I'm talking to. I'm. I apologize. That's all right. I'm really scared to bring up basketball. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because I'll reveal myself as a
0: fraud. About but, what? What are you going to say? How about <laughs> the, the slam dunks?
9: Huh? How about the Hawks losing tonight?
0: Did, they, Did the Hawks lose? Oh yeah, they lost. It's very good. You love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, who who are you rooting for if you love it? You have to not – you can't just be a, I was a, a
9: – I, uh, I always felt that I was a fraud if I, like, rooted for teams with long histories. So I always, uh-huh. like, rooted for, like, expansion teams. But the one team that I actually rooted for was the Rockets. Okay. And they're very f- painful to watch now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, the Rockets aren't exactly a brand-new team. Yeah, either. yeah,
9: but, but that was the only one. So when I moved over here, uh, as you know, I'm a traitor. So you,
0: you went for the Nets, even yeah, Nets, yeah. So you're a Nets fan, so you Nets, Mets, Jets. So you, you t- you decided to take the loser package, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the ETS, the ETS, yeah. Uh, it's it's it, it's yeah. It's kind of the. You realize that people are born into having to inherit that. <laughs> but
9: you were like you're like you're you lucky. Chose, you got you chose. got Yankees. You got Giants. You got.
0: I'm a free agent, man. I root for anybody. <laughs> I like the love of the game, Fred. Uh-huh. I like watching artistry and talent.
9: You like watching the Rockets? It's really difficult to watch it. Like,
0: yeah, because they stink. <laughs> they got James Harden and they that other guy, the snidely whiplash-looking guy, <laughs>
9: right? Dwight Howard, he looks like Snidely Whiplash. James, James Arden is an artist in drawing Files. He's amazing. He's
0: great. I like it. Look, I don't want to talk about basketball. Uh, well, you're not see, into it. There. You're not into it. So, Fred, let's take some calls. <laughs> Best show, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, who's this? Alea. Alea. Hi, Alea.
4: Yeah. Where
0: are you calling from, Alea? Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Hook em horns. Is that what it is? What do you say? War Eagle.
4: Roll Tide.
0: Oh, roll Tide, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. What does that... Now, Roll Tide, because okay. that guy... Do you know that guy Jason from Alabama who calls this show?
4: Uh, uh, I'm not sure.
0: Well, you, he's a guy. He's a... he's He's a Roll Tide guy. He's always yelling, Roll Tide this, Roll Tide oh, that. Oh, gosh. Right?
4: Yeah. I, I know. got a right? lot down here. Right? Yeah. So what's going <laughs> on? Sir.
0: What's going on tonight, Alea?
4: Oh, I'm just chilling in my dorm room on my extra-long twin.
0: Okay. What, are we still doing the Casper mattress commercial?
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um... Gosh, sorry, I'm nervous. Don't be nervous, awesome. relax. <laughs> oh, okay, settle. So, do you remember um this guy Andy called in and he was talking about spelling out jazz fart on the t-shirt?
0: Yes, we I did do. You did
4: it at the Mountain Goat Show.
0: You did it, you showed up and spelled out jazz fart on shirts. Yes,
4: I was the first A. It was a fun night. That's cool. It was really cool. Yeah, we got to meet John. It was super fun.
0: I like it a lot. I love it.
4: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he was really excited to see us. And he was super sweet. And he talked to us for a while. Mm-hmm. I've never seen my friend Andy like smile continuously for so long. He has such a man crush
0: on wow. both of you. Well, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. I yeah, it
7: was pretty awesome. All right, Alea. Bye. Bye.
0: Uh, Best show. Hello. Uh, hi. This is Sarah in Queens. Sa- Sarah in Queens. What's going on? Not a
4: lot. I was hoping to ask Fred from Honolulu a question about celebrity restaurants in Hawaii.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Fred.
4: Um. So my mom moved to Maui. Recently. Oh, I know what
9: you're gonna say. You're gonna ask. Me <laughs> <that>. <laughs>
4: um, and uh, one of the one of the places that um, that we went on on Maui was Willie Nelson's bar. <laughs> okay. Um, which uh, you know was like whatever. It's Willie Nelson's bar it was interesting in and of itself, but we didn't realize that it was right next to a bar that Ace Freely owns. Yeah. <laughs> like literally right next door. Do you go to they the Rock and
9: it. Brews? The new Rock and Brews?
4: <laughs> I, I think that's what it's called, right? Yeah. That, that, that's it. We did not go in. We heard it was terrible. <laughs> uh, but we did see a poster in the window that advertised that Ace Freely was going to be there the next day signing autographs for one hour in the middle of the day for a $35 fee <laughs>
9: <laughs> at his own bar. Did you go to the uh, the other one, the uh, Fleetwoods on Front Street in Lahaina?
4: Um, oh, sorry, it's Paul Stanley, not East Freely. Oh uh, yeah, Paul. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Paul and and, and there's, there's there's that uh, there's the Mick, I'm sorry did you just say the Mick Fleetwood one in in Lahaina Lahaina yeah yeah no I just saw, I just saw the the sign for it and then uh. I saw that there's cheeseburger in Paradise there too and I was like how many of these are there in Hawaii
5: Surely
4: <laughs> <laughs> Fred and ha- from Honolulu will know
9: it does not come with fries any of their burgers it's terrible there's one in each end of Waikiki I think
1: oh i end. That's my question. <laughs> okay, okay, cool.
0: Well, thanks for the call. Bye. Sorry, guys. We got close. I, I Best show. show. I was at... Hi,
8: this is Debbie from Seattle. How's it, Debbie? I'm uh, hold,
9: on a, hold on a second. I the door. Wait, why are you I'm... answering
7: <laughs> Sky.
0: I see it now. Who I see it. it. I'm confused. I didn't get a chance to...
9: Uh, I'm sorry, Tom.
0: What's up, Debbie? This is how it goes. I go. Who am I talking to? Best show. Hi. Yeah, yeah. who am I talking Oh, no, this is Tom. (laughs) Let me tell you. Apparently, I'm co-hosting this show now, Debbie. Apparently, I don't host it anymore. Fred from Honolulu jumping in. What's up, Debbie? (laughs) Hi. Hi.
8: I'm so happy to speak to you. Can I just, before I start, can I clarify my name so nobody calls me Debbie. It's with the V.
0: Oh, Devi, I'm sorry. D E V I? Yep. Yes. How are uh, you, Debbie? I'm
8: fabulous. I'm so excited to talk to you.
0: Can I say something? Yes. Or Fred, can I talk now? <laughs> Do you mind? <laughs> you I'll talk just now. leave. No, no, no. Stay by all means. By all means. What's going on, so Debbie? It's Fred from Honolulu, wow. It is Fred uh, from Honolulu. Uh, uh, that's amazing. I've been
8: uh, listening for about like 11
0: or 12 years, and this Whoa. is my first
8: time calling. I'm very excited. Um yeah. I'm working on a show poster for a karaoke night in Seattle Ooh. and my friend is flying some guy in that does like special karaoke songs. So he does like Bikini Kill and pavement and Black Flag, Archers of Loaf, New Pornographers and like Mountain Goats and it's going to be really really fun. Um but I'm doing the show poster for it and um I'm really excited about it but she also there's this there's this girl on the back of the poster that is wearing this, like, jacket, and on the back of it, it says, Billy Joel sucks, and I want to know if that's okay, because I don't want anybody
7: to think,
0: oh, that's good. I like it. I like it, Debbie.
7: You have to approve. I approve. Or I'll take it off. Okay. I approve,
0: but but let me run this upstairs and make sure it clears. Fred, (laughs) is that clear? (laughs) Am I allowed to have an opinion on this show now? What's up, Debbie? <laughs> so quick. It's kinda like a hippie punk. Imagine imagine this, Debbie. Yes. I invite this guy I, <laughs> I invite him into this this studio, right? Mm-hmm. And within six minutes of taking calls, uh-huh. Uh-huh. he's cutting me off. He's like he's running things. I guess I'm like just running the phone. The phones now?
8: Well, that will be terrible because oh, I could. Fred, I'm off
0: turning it here. on you, buddy. <laughs> no. If you think this is bad, wait till you see what's coming up in the third hour. <laughs>
8: yeah. Uh, so I wanted to vet that with you That's and great. also just tell you thank you for getting me into Nathan for you because it's awesome and also Michael Cronin because I'm upset.
0: Awesome. I appreciate it, Debbie. Hey. You have a great night.
9: Oh, oh no. Sorry. Oh, oh, sorry. We're not done yet. <laughs> Well, what you... uh, hey, Debbie?
8: Yeah.
9: Have you heard of Uncle Ike's?
8: Uncle Ike.
9: It's the second legal store in oh, Seattle. In
8: Seattle? Yes. Uh, I have heard of it. I've only purchased one time, and it was really, really strange, and the girls looked so glazed over, but it was kind of a weird experience.
9: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um,
8: yeah, the, I don't know. If you it's do swing really
9: by thing. again, my best friend runs that place. Wait, what is it? Really? Yeah. Uncle That's, Ike. He's recommending a weed store. No,
8: don't say that loud. In Seattle. So, this, so wait a minute.
0: This guy comes Which here. I, Let me just get this straight. <laughs> I'm not putting any judgments on this. I invite him here. I am. He's now doing weed commercials on my show yeah, for Uncle Ike's. Talk,
5: talk
0: he's now time. he's now openly doing promos for his friend's weed shop. <laughs> I. telling people yeah go in and ask for who are they supposed to ask for Kenji. Ken, okay ice? of course yeah just ask for yeah
9: and call it unky ice when
0: there. go in and ask for unky him I. and you will well, you get a discount <laughs> this guy I tell you you are, you this is not the same Fred this is showbiz Fred no. now. Uh, this yeah. is showbiz Fred you're hanging out with your with your showbiz buddies Sorry, I'm, too much Well, Debbie, I appreciate the call. You have a great night.
8: You too. Thank you.
0: Bye. Oh, Fred. I'm sorry, Tom. I'm ruining this. You know what, though? You're not sorry. (laughs) Don't worry. I am sorry. After this, you'll be talking to Kenji. You'll be like, yeah, I got your weed plug on. (laughs) Don't worry. I got your weed plug on, buddy. (laughs) Best show you're on the air.
5: Hi,
4: Tom and Fred.
0: This is Amy. How's it,
4: Amy? You did it again!
0: <laughs> I did it all purpose that time. <laughs> Wait, what just happened? He just cuts me off, and he's talking to you before I'm getting a chance to talk to you the way I do, the way I've talked to callers for 15 years on this well, show. I'll
4: just, I'll just talk
0: to you then, Tom. No, no, no. By all means, talk to both of us. I would love for you to talk to Fred. What's what's going on, Amy? Um, well, um, so
4: I'm from Philadelphia. I had called earlier originally cuz you we were talking about the fuzz crowd but um a lot has transpired since then. I was calling about a an uncomfortable celebrity interaction that I had. Mhm. Um not this past summer but the summer before I went to a, a Paramore and Fall Out Boy concert.
0: Okay. And what happened? You you clearly lost some sort of bet. And then you had to go see Paramore and fallout boy live.
4: <laughs> no, I, I voluntarily and excitedly went to this concert.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and had, had some friends who had connections. So I was able to like go to the after party, which was basically behind the, uh, Susquehanna bank center in Camden. That's where they had their after party. um,
0: well, that really Man. is a great atmosphere for a party. Camden. Camden's
8: great
4: for that.
0: Yeah, what a, what a, what a, what a great place to just cut loose and have a good time and just forget all your problems.
4: Yeah, right? nothing to worry about
0: as you're in murder city. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, but so. I met, like, a bunch of people throughout the evening and was able to maintain my certain level of cool, but I met Patrick Stump,
0: Patrick Stumpf,
4: the lead yeah. singer
0: <laughs> of... Right, the
4: lead singer of Fall Out Boy. Yeah. And uh, someone had told me that he was a huge fan of Squeeze. Okay. And I like Squeeze. Um, but I had... Been imbibing some alcohol, so I was not like as sharp as I would have liked to have been. Okay. So I was introduced to him. I was very nervous, and I was like, "Oh, I hear you like squeeze," and then proceeded to sing a bad finger song to him.
0: What bad finger song did you sing?
4: Come and get it.
0: <laughs> and you thought in your mind, you just swapped that out for squeeze. <laughs> A song that couldn't be more of a Paul McCartney <laughs> song,
4: right? Yeah, I don't like. I don't know what my brain did, and I was like, he just was really polite and nodded along, and then walked away
0: immediately. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a pretty good story. I like that one, <laughs> <laughs> Patrick yeah. Stump.
4: Yeah. Also, Patty Smith was in Philadelphia like a week and
0: a half ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, you, so you couldn't just. Be top of the mountain here with an embarrassing story. <laughs> At the end, you had to just you had to bring mine up, just so no, you weren't I, alone there on foot in mine mouth is mountain. Worse. What's that?
4: I think mine is nah, I would saying, say no. A you, whole level of embarrassment.
0: You, you were. You said you had had some drinks.
4: Yeah, but he didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I was as sober as can be. <laughs> Did yours happen in an elevator?
4: <laughs> no. No, okay. Happened in elevators. Advantage
0: Tom, twice. <laughs> and did he run from you with a look of terror in his eyes? No. Nope. Sorry. You, that's, you just <laughs> went with strike one, two, three. You're out. Oh, well, thank no. you. I do like your story though. Thank you. Thank you. I am bye. I. Did you get a text yet from uh, Kenji <laughs> saying, thanks, man.
9: You know, he can't right. pay me Uncle unless it's Mike. cash.
0: Yeah. Can't wait to see that FedEx envelope. <laughs> show up. Right. From a FedEx envelope shows up from, uh, from, uh, Seattle. <laughs> right. You're going to have some German shepherds, uh, They'll be so busy sniffing the, uh, the pastrami. That's your only saving grace. Is that they'll still be smelling, uh, half-eaten knishes. <laughs> I like, I like how I'm pretending you still live on that street, even though I know you don't. <laughs> you moved to Brooklyn now.
9: Yeah, I live in Bed-Stuy.
0: Okay. And that's working for you?
9: I love it. Good? Yeah. It's great. Look,
0: I'm happy you're here. <laughs> the <laughs> list is, is getting shorter. What?
9: What list? Of
0: people who are happy you're here. <laughs> <laughs> you're taunting Gethard all oh, yeah. day. Of course. And then you taunt people. Now, that's your like thing. You're like a provocateur. <laughs> right? <laughs> who else were you taunting? You were telling me you were teasing somebody else. Nah. You don't want to talk about <laughs> <No>. that? <laughs> okay. Fair
7: enough. Look.
9: I got, um, in, I got in trouble at the Gethard oh, show. For
0: <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this guy. Best show. You're on.
10: Hello. Uh, My name is Madeline. I'm calling from Los Angeles. Hey, Madeline. (laughs) Um, I just wanted to commend your uh, running commentary on the leisure class. Uh, Every tweet, every mention on the show has just brought a smile to my face. I couldn't call in when it was, like, a more relevant discussion a couple weeks ago. Well,
0: I'm, I'm glad to hear that. It's about time somebody turned the spotlight on uh, to the 1% the and really made fun of them because <laughs> nobody can think of a way to get in there and kind of zing them. You know what I mean?
10: I mean, yeah.
0: Nobody you... can give them the business.
10: No. No, they can't. I, I was also calling because Nathan for you seems to be being brought up quite often tonight which I'm all in favor of. People love um, and, yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, but I actually became obsessed with that Bill Gates impersonator <laughs> to the point where I, like, tracked him down uh-huh. to hire him for my birthday. <laughs> like, I was quoting him daily, making references to him daily. And my colleague was like, we're just going to hire this guy for your birthday.
0: To, oh, that is fantastic. That, like,
10: <laughs> and he's, like, he's a maniac. Firstly, um,
0: Allegedly, I don't know. Look, I don't know if you have some axe to grind with. No, 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 Bill no, no. It was, it was brilliant.
10: It was an incredible experience. Mm-hmm. I'm. You
0: like, called him a maniac right
10: now, so. I'll, okay, I'll. That was a bad choice of word, but um. He he was an interesting fellow. He started go. talking about nine eleven within the first ten oh, minutes of no. meeting, mm-hmm. and then going on about college f- football, like howling the Arkansas Razorbacks, mm-hmm. I think the team is. their call like, full-out bellow. Oh. Is, like,
0: wow, what an amazing birthday that must have been. <laughs> what a, right?
7: Yeah. really just was, a
0: great way to celebrate being alive on planet Earth for another year. It
10: was really one for the books, yeah. Getting
0: lectured about college football chants and nine eleven by a Bill Gates impersonator.
10: And then he was supposed to tell the uh, patrons of the party uh, that he was Bill Gates and, you know, go into his whole spiel. But, like, he had printed out, like, 100 pages of mm-hmm. Wikipedia mm-hmm. stuff that he was reading off of.
0: Mm-hmm.
10: It was very awkward for everyone involved. I love it. But uh,
0: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Wow. And then
10: we kind of did an interview where we're like, listen, you're, you're Bill Gates said this for me, just do it for me. And mm-hmm. so he was in character for about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. That is a great birthday. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I love your story.
9: I used to, uh, work at a, I used to deliver Chinese food. Mm-hmm. And then our manager was a uh, Chinese food from Hong Kong. And, uh, he gathered us between like the dinner and the lunch rushes. He gathered us and he was like, "Check out this article about Bill Gates." And at the at the time, I did not know this was like a tabloid. I thought it was just like a Chinese newspaper. And he was trying to convince us that Bill Gates owned a whale and had a whale in the middle of this. Like he said, these journalists went to his house uh-huh. and had and, a pet whale and had a pet whale in the middle. And I like believed him for like years. It was like, "Oh my god, that."
0: You thought Bill Gates had a pet whale? Because yeah. this guy had like some...
9: Yeah, he had a, like a he had like a paper. So I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> that is so funny.
10: When he was in character and we asked him, like, we're like, what's some general finance, financial advice for everyone? Mm-hmm. And he was like, we have to go to Africa to the children. You know how he just kind of goes off of, about whatever he wants to. But he kept saying that we had to go to Africa and help kids in regards to like stock inquiries.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
10: Okay. That's interesting. Um,
0: All right. Thank you for the call.
10: Yeah, no problem. Bye.
0: Bye.
2: I... I... Frank, in your truck. Frankie twenty-year-old Frankie. Oh, he's married. He's got a kid. And he's working in a factory.
7: working from 7 to 5
2: He's just trying to survive Mother Chip control in readiness Sonic assassins cleared for space flight Countdown starting now 30 Countdown started all units prepare for activation. Twenty-five. Production androids activated. Now.
0: The tape is rolling. The red orb is glowing.
2: Twenty. Audience receptor units activated. Now. Fifteen. Music distribution equipment activated. Now. Ten.
7: Nine. Eight. Seven. Six.
2: Five, four, all units activated. Two, countdown terminating. complete. All units functioning. Movement commencing.
7: We have lift off. I want to have it. want to
2: move. I want to have it. Who's going to have to be with your lady? to Get it. You're going to give it. I need it in the morning. I need it in the evening. I
0: gotta get it when I'm on a pickup and lay You know you want to give it up, you gotta give it up. Someone has defecated
2: on the benches.
11: Cap. I don't own a, I don't own a Yankee wool okay. cap. Sorry.
1: Come on, you don't.
11: No, I don't wear caps, so I don't wear hats. But that's oh no, okay. I
1: remember. I remember in '76 you had
11: one on. No, you don't remember that, Mike, because I did not. I, I don't. I don't wear one. Sorry. So you know, you probably you weren't there in
3: '76. So what are you talking about? Uh,
1: hey, Mike, I have a question about Murphy. You've got to admit, what this guy is doing in, in the playoffs is everything a guy like Rick Nash can not do. And by the way, Mickey Mantle. What does Rick Nash
11: have to do with, with with Daniel Murphy? I mean, come on now. Admit, but would you admit that Mickey Mantle was one of the most overrated
1: players during
11: the regular season, Mike? But he wasn't in the playoffs, Mike. Mike, I but, think, you know what, Mike. You know what? I think you've called too much. I think you know for a while. Let's take a rest, okay? I think you've called too much. Now you're just calling to try and bait me into something stupid. So why don't you take a rest, Joe in Masterpiece Park. What's up, Joe?
2: Hey Mike. Mike, you take a
11: rest for a while. How are you, Mike? What's happening?
0: So when I'm lifting these things, I'm literally thinking about combat. I'm literally thinking about fighting for my life. I
2: put myself in a state right before I'm going to work out. Chalk it up.
7: I'm about to get an intense workout in. I really feel like,
0: like I'm about to do battle. I get my head in place.
2: Out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me something peanuts and crack a jack. I don't care if I never get back. Let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. For as one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game.
11: Puppy dogs <laughs> go up and, you know, I'm like playing around, ignoring them, you know, trying to make my job entertaining.
0: Yeah. And they say again, more pizza, slave. Hold on, they called you a slave? Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> more pizza, slave.
1: yeah no, 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 no
2: Eyes on the prize.
3: It's the laugh, man. What about it? It's just the worst.
2: No, it's not. You love it.
3: I don't.
11: I well for
3: the sake of this conversation, let's say the book does not exist. And Sasparilla, the singing gorilla, will be there performing, so definitely check it out. Regular guys spectacular Friday, October 27th. More info, 96rock.com.
2: Take me out to the ball game.
3: The singing gorilla will be there performing, so definitely check it out. Nothing means nothing. Something and sasparilla, the singing gorilla will be there performing, so definitely check it out. <coughs> nothing <transitions> means nothing. Something Something means nothing Something Something pepp- <LEX> And sasparilla, the singing gorilla will be there performing, so definitely check it out.
0: good. No worries. Here we go.
2: officially running for President of the United States. Some on regime, isn't I fell in love in the front seat of a 56 Ford at a drive-in movie sliding over toward a girl in shorts and necking a little on a bench seat no gear shift in the middle. She was young and eager it didn't take much to slip in gear and let out the clutch, but the beautiful bench where we performed our feats has been replaced by two bucket seats. Come now.
4: From all
0: has defecated on the Bentley everybody hey Mike you like that you have fun. Good, a lot of a lot of good old fashioned laughs. Um, good. That's all it's meant to be. A good, good blow. A uh, good return to the do- the way it used to be. Sasparilla the gorilla. Jason's folly was dropping that. Two years from now, he's going to go. All right, enough of the cesspool of the gorilla. Oh, it's the best show. I'm here with uh, my buddy Fred. How should we? What should, Fred, formerly from Honolulu.
9: Fred Stye works too.
0: Fred Stye. Yeah. Fred Stye. <laughs> the marketing here <gear> goes on. <laughs> I'm in with uh what is this uh Faith Popcorn? I feel like I'm <laughs> talking to Faith Popcorn, right? Is this uh Jeepers, creepers? Well there's something else uh on the docket here tonight, Fred. Okay. Have you ever been on a game show before?
9: Yeah, I was on Doctor Game Show with
0: with Joe Firestone. So was I. Yeah. I was on that too.
9: That was a great episode.
0: It was fun. I didn't hear your episode. Yeah, was it good? <laughs> was, was it fun?
9: Yeah, it was with her dad. Oh. It was awesome. also named Fred.
0: That's awesome. So it was a battle of the Freds. Yeah.
9: I was little Fred. It was fun. Little Fred? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, little Fred. <laughs> Jason? Mike? Yeah? Can you get in position? <laughs> okay.
9: <laughs> Is this how the hashtag wars start?
0: This is not how the hashtag wars start, (laughs) Fred. But you, sir, are about to be on a new game show that everybody's talking all about. Or will be talking about. I'm going to leave now. And, uh, I guess I'm just going to hand it over to, uh... Which one of these things is it? Which one? I was told to play. This is the theme music to play. Um, Here we go.
3: Welcome to Gary the Squirrels Trivia Night in America, the USA's number one trivia game show. I'm Jason Gore, and it is my privilege to introduce Gary the Squirrel.
7: Alright! All right. Yeah! Candy the squirrels. Trivia Night in America! Let's hear it! Thank- you. wait, where'd my announcer go? <laughs> Will you just leave? <laughs> I didn't do my banter you! What's up? What's going on? Uh,
3: things are good.
7: Good. Ah, right, you can go now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Been I'm there.
7: Not, not gonna do an interview with you.
11: Been there, done that.
7: Oh boy! Uh,
11: yeah.
7: All right, everybody. Welcome to well, When's the show called again? <laughs> Trivia Night <laughs> in America. Get out of the squirrels! <laughs> Trivia Night in America. America's number one question and answer quiz show. <laughs> boy, we got an exciting panel here tonight. Boy, oh boy! Who do we got? Oh, boy. This is what we got, huh? (laughs) These are really my guests. (laughs) Contestants.
5: Yeah.
7: All right, my first contestant from New York, Fred. He likes, um, what do you like to do?
9: I like hanging out with you, Gary
7: like hanging out with my boy. Kissing up. like hanging out. He likes hanging out with me and kissing up.
9: Please welcome Fred from
7: Bedsty. Hi Gary. The other contestant, he's from Bayonne and he enjoys beer and bold leg DVDs that he gets in the parking lot. Please welcome Mike. Hi Gary. How are you? I'm Welcome, good. I'm guys. Good. I'm good. Welcome to Gather the Squirrels Trivia Night in America. Now, the way this game is gonna work, I'm gonna ask questions, and you guys answer them. Okay? Okay. Yeah. And when you got the answer, you say "I got it," and <laughs> say like "Fred's got it" or uh-huh. "Mike's got it." Okay. Cause the big... Completely honest, you both, your voices both put me to sleep. <laughs> seems like, seems like Fred's been dipping into Uncle Ike's supply. A <laughs> little too early. Yeah. And how many cores are you into tonight, Mike? I had a few. Good, good. This will be good for the game, good for the game.
11: I broke the seal.
7: Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. He broke the seal. (coughs) So that's how it works. If you got an answer, you say, Fred's got it or Mike's got it. Uh
11: Uh-huh. You ready? Got it. Yeah.
7: All right, all right. Question one. The founder of what beer (laughs) shares the first name with... The embodiment of evil. Got it. Hold on. This is my music. (laughs) Let me me get this going Here, (laughs) You got it? Yeah, I got it. First you're supposed to say Mike's got it.
11: Mike's got it.
7: All right. Yeah. What's your answer?
11: Eight off course.
7: Eight off course, that's (laughs) correct. That's correct, eight off course. And one for... One for Mike. None for Fred. (laughs) Alright, question two, question two. Let's see here, what we got for question two. Um, yeah, question two. Here we go. (laughs) Which member of what rap group burned her football player boyfriend's house down?
9: Fred's got it. I got it.
7: Fred, Fred's
9: got oh, it. Okay, that's Go. TLC. That's Lisa Left Eye Lopez.
7: That's correct. One to one. One to one. Or another music question. Wanna? Wait, hold on a second.
11: <laughs> Do we have some background music that might? Have- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold on. Oh, boy. He's pregnant. Pause. Can't win. He's pregnant. Pause. Can't win. <laughs>
7: All right, next question. The TV show Silicon Valley. What's the name of the company they work for? Fred's got it. Hold on. All right, Fred's got it. What is it? Is
9: it Pied Piper?
7: I'll accept that. But I was looking for... holy, holy. it's two for fred one for mike one two for fred all right next question cores that's how i'll do it i'll do it over the questions (laughs) next question cores is brewed where
11: i got it colorado
7: we need the city
11: boulder boulder
7: well that is incorrect oh sorry would you like to steal? I'll try. Let's hear it.
9: Is it Denver?
7: No, it's not Denver. <laughs> Didn't you ever read one of the cans you drink? No, I,
11: don't read, <laughs> I don't read the cans.
7: Golden Colorado. Oh,
11: Golden. Mm-hmm.
7: I think that's what it is, right? <laughs> golden. You're, ask, you're
11: asking me. <laughs> you're supposed to have the facts.
7: All right. All right. <laughs> Next, next question. Alive? There's a fast round of alive or dead. You ready? <laughs> Here we go. Alive or dead? Polly Wallops. I got
11: it. Alive.
7: That's correct. We're tied at two.
9: <laughs>
7: next one. Shahzad Kabir.
9: Fred's got it. Dead.
7: He's alive? <laughs> oh, no. Would you like to steal? No, I can't yeah, steal. Yeah, yeah, no, I, got never it. Mind. I got it. Then, then forget <laughs> it. You don't got it. Next one. Ken Stabler.
11: I got it. Dead.
7: That's correct. Mike's in the lead. Oh, No. With three. The two for Fred. Next one. Father Phil.
11: I got it. Alive.
7: That's correct. <laughs> Who is Father Phil? <laughs> I'm the soprano. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, next one. Celebrity chef Paul Prudhomme. I got it. I got it. Go ahead.
11: What? Dead. Dead. Not dead. No, you said alive. No, well, I, I meant dead. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Which one is it? It's dead. Because he had it right. Which it's one is dead. it? Dead. It's dead? Yeah. That's correct.
9: Oh, no. Five <laughs> to two. He buried.
7: All right, let's uh, get another question. Hold on. Cue this up. So while, while I'm queuing this up, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah.
11: <laughs> How much prep did you put into this, this, this show?
9: Mike, what was the gnarliest bar fight you've ever seen at your bar?
11: I haven't had any fights. I'm, I've been lucky that way. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I had a near fights a couple.
9: What's the most contentious thing? All right, shut up.
7: <laughs> Next question. Okay, right Who, after anchoring off of Hawaii in 1779, <laughs> was mistaken for the god Lono? I
9: got it. No, brother. Oh. Is it Captain Cook?
7: That's correct. Captain James Cook. <laughs> five to three. You didn't get that one, Mike.
9: Yeah. All right. I next. thought maybe
11: it was a comic book uh, question. <laughs> <laughs>
7: next one. What laundry detergent got loads of mileage out of the ad line "Ring around the collar"? I got it. got it. Mike's got it. Whisk. Whisk is correct. Seven to three. Six to three. Six to three. Okay. <laughs> Whose build is the killer of Custer in Buffalo Bill's Wild West show?
11: I got it. I Sitting got it. Ball.
7: Sitting Ball is correct! Ugh. Seven to three! What ingredient? In fresh milk is eventually devoured by bacteria, causing the sour taste.
11: I got it. I got it. Uh-huh. You got Cal- it. Calcium?
9: Wrong. Yeah. Is it sugar? Wrong. Ugh.
11: <laughs> Stupid.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Name the world's biggest island!
9: What
11: was the answer?
7: Lactose.
9: Lactose. I got it. Okay. What? Australia?
7: Wrong. Oh my god. It's a question. Name the world's biggest island. Mm. It's a pa- Who are you passing? I get another Greenland. Oh, Greenland. Okay. oh yeah. All right, back to Dead or Alive <laughs> Arthur Herman Walk. Mike's got it. Mike's got it. Dead. Dead, correct. Eight to three. Oh god. Dead or alive? Jack Steller!
9: Fred's got it. Fred's got it. Dead.
7: Dead! That's right, Jack Steller's dead. Got smeared on the front of a tractor trailer. alive Rosie April
11: got it alive
7: that's correct nine to four all right final question this one's worth 80 points <laughs> 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 what was the point of the rest of the game
11: <laughs> dramatic <build-up. laughs> yeah, where this is like the hockey uh, season. How so? Because <laughs> the playoffs, you know. Oh, yeah. and, and everybody makes the playoffs. Yeah. Hockey. Inside, okay, so. here
7: we go. Final question worth 80 points. Hmm. <laughs> give a good one. What is... What's the real name of... Joey Jordison from Slipknot.
11: Oh, my God. <laughs> I have no idea.
7: Okay. Fred? <laughs> I have no okay. idea.
11: <laughs>
7: then the real ne- next final question. It's worth 200 points. What is Taylor Hanson's full name from Hanson? Nothing? No. Huh. Nothing. All right. Final question. This one's worth 300 points. <laughs> Let's see. What famous star appeared in Paula Abdul's Rush Rush video? Famous what? The video for the song yeah. Rush Rush.
11: But what? what is it? The famous?
7: What star appeared oh. in it? Worth 300
11: points. (laughs)
9: Hanging fruit.
7: You should have got that one, Fred. (laughs) I don't know. Keanu Reeves.
9: Oh, my Uh, God. All right. His name means mountain wind.
11: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that. I learned something
9: tonight.
7: (laughs) All right. Final one worth (laughs) 1,000
9: points.
7: (laughs) Name three members of the Backstreet Boys.
9: I got it. Do you need like full names or just.?
7: Yeah, full names.
9: I don't got it. <laughs>
7: okay, well, then just first names!
9: There's Nick, there's Aaron, and there's Jordan.
7: What? <laughs> That's the wrong group! Oh, no. Nick, Howie, Dora!
11: Yeah, I think you got in sync.
7: Yeah. <laughs> Alright, nobody wins. Get out of my. Get off the set! <laughs> This is a failure. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Gary. Stay tuned again for another episode of... Wait, where'd my announcer go? Never mind. He's fired. Mike sucked. Fred sucked. (laughs) You all sucked. This is supposed to be my big shot. Why don't you come in and say, Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to Gary the Squirrels. Trivia Night in America.
3: Thanks for listening to Gary the Squirrels Trivia Night in America.
7: This is Jason Gore signing off.
3: This is Jason Gore signing off.
7: And when in Seattle, go to Uncle Something's Weed Shop.
3: (laughs) And when in Seattle, go to Uncle Something's Weed Shop. Tell Fred sent you. Tell him Fred sent you. Where do I I see... Get up.
7: (laughs) Gorilla. Gary the Squirrel! Out!
0: Just ran off. Well, that was something.
9: That was great.
0: You were on the first episode of Gary the Squirrel's Trivia Night in America. It's amazing. That was... Yeah, (laughs) that sure was something else. So... What's going on? What were you going to say? No. (laughs) Were you going to say go to your friend's shop?
9: No, I just wanted to know where I can see uh, the Sassarilla Gorilla playing.
0: You wanted to ask?
9: I wanted to ask Jason where the whereabouts of the Sassarilla Gorilla is.
0: He doesn't know. (laughs) Best show, you're on the air. Hey. Hi, who's this? This is Sydney. Hi, Sydney. Where are you calling from?
4: I'm coming from San Francisco, but I'm actually originally from Hawaii, so I wanted to say hi to Fred.
9: Hey. How's it going, Sydney? Where are you from? Big Island. Oh, where in Big Island? Kau? Hilo? Kau. Uh,
4: Wimaya. So, oh, okay. small town. Dope. When you hit all the cows, you know you're in the right area.
9: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, uh, how's it going tonight?
9: Pretty good. What's going How on in going San Francisco right rest? now?
4: Uh, not a hell of a lot. The best show.
9: Mm-hmm. Uh huh.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: So how long how long have you lived on the mainland?
9: Like a year, and I don't know, a oh, year okay. and a half. About it. yeah. All
4: right. How's the uh, How's the culture shock treating you?
9: It's pretty good. And <laughs> <laughs> where in so uh, San the, Francisco uh, are you in?
4: Uh, I'm right in the city. so You're I'm in not the like, city. Oh, I'm in San Francisco, but I'm actually in like I don't know. Pricey or something, uh-huh. one
9: of the weird way-out towns that part doesn't even go to. My buddy uh, yeah, right, my buddy Kaika used to work uh, at the SFO as an uh, immigration officer, and uh, he had some really good stories about who he got to be abused by in terms of famous people. <laughs> All right. I want to hear that. Okay. Oh, oh, give no. me one. Give me one. Okay. Um, the Cure is really cool. Metallica is naturally... Um, not cool. Not oh, cool. Okay. Uh-huh. and then one time he had to uh, deport uh, Corey Hames' girlfriend to back to Canada. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that, he was not cool. He was going to show off the actual oh. Canadian girlfriend. <laughs> no. Okay.
0: Well, that's a. I appreciate. Thanks for the call. <laughs>
2: sure.
0: Okay. Oh. Okay. Let's go to line two here. Best show. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's up, Tom? Hey, it's. Uh, we're only taking calls from uh, non dudes now. So this, who is this? This is. I I heard that rumor. I have to
1: call it for my honor. This is Chris Gethard.
0: No, no. Oh, it's Chris Gethard, the guy that Fred has been ripping nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Because I was listening to the early part of the show, Kansas City uh,
1: girl, and then I was I was listening to your guest's book, and I had to get on stage at a at a stand up night at the stand and then I was just listening to Fred play with Gary the Squirrel, but I didn't hear him ripping on me
0: and be seen. that was? No, no, one I was saying he season. was ripping on you he was ripping on you off the air.
1: <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, that's why I'm calling. Tom th- the guy texts me today out of the blue. I Haven't heard from him in weeks. Whoa. So. Now that the show I guess now that the Chris Gethis show's down, he's got nothing to talk to me
0: about. Well he's back, <laughs> he's looking for to see what I have going on over here. Yeah. yeah. To see Jumping if, if... back in your direction. Uh-huh. Exactly. He, he te-
1: he texts me, "I'm on the best show tonight," and I go, "That's awesome." And then, inexplicably, prompted by nothing, he writes back, "I bet you won't call
0: in, coward."
9: That's not what I said. I said, "Call in, coward." That like, he,
0: he was saying. He was saying he's a huge fan of Colin Cowherd. Yeah. The herd that's from ESPN Radio. Right? Yes, yeah. he's a big. That's what Chris. No, that's... that's what he was saying. He he admires the the broadcasting <laughs> skills of Colin Cowherd. <laughs> And oh, his and his it. hot takes on sports.
9: And race. He
1: it. Yes. <laughs> and race. A little off. Okay, that's my bad then. Yeah, there was
0: no need for me to call. I guess I'll – I can just talk to you later. Well, I hope you'll come down here. will not you come down and hang out on a Tuesday would, night, Chris? Yeah, I would love that
9: more than anything. I asked him to come down, but he was like, nah. He, nice. No, I he was no,
0: he wasn't like nah. He was like, I have a commitment to go on stage somewhere already tonight. Like, I, What's going, what is Fred
1: why is Fred trying to bait he's calling me a
0: coward, he's trying to get me in trouble with you. I don't get what the deal is with this guy Fred all of a sudden. He's mischievous. He's he's stirring it up. He's like I don't call in, coward. I know. I feel like he's got some weird vendetta against me that I don't
1: quite understand because we're friends.
0: He's got he's got an axe to grind. Uh, he's he's coming here. He's doing that thing. You know what he's doing? He comes okay. here. He 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 he's the guy who starts the fire to be the first one at the fire <laughs> to start saving people. He's the he's the nurse who unplugs a machine to be the first one to rush into the room to realize a machine was unplugged. It's exactly right. It's an it's angel total of, mo. Yeah, it's an angel of death. <laughs> Big time. Big time. A, Fred, you're an angel of death. That's fine.
9: That's <laughs> fine. He's, he's,
0: somebody just wrote, Bad Guy Zero just wrote that this is the night that Fred turns into a heel.
9: <laughs> this is your he heel is. turn. I, uh, hey, Chris. Yeah, Fred,
1: you were taunting me via text earlier
9: today. <laughs> Chris, I, I, I recommended... Uh, uh, Chris is a little paranoid. Like, one, uh, I, the last name... I texted him. I texted him about a documentary about his new neighborhood, and then he accused me of calling him a gentrifier. I was like,
1: "You were implying." Now I was not implying 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 that that. I was a gentrifier. No. (laughs) Oh, come! You'll like this. Fred with the Chris Kefis show. He was the assistant social media manager of the show. That was his job. He was in charge. He was one of the people in charge of our social media. Yeah. One of his first days in the office, he tweets out that we're all racist.
0: No. That <laughs> everyone on the show's a racist?
1: Yeah, that we're all racist.
9: That's not how it works. It was, um, this is what I did. They put out a promotional still. Mm-hmm. That you see it everywhere. And it's them sitting on a dilapidated porch. And then I tweeted out hashtag gentrification. <laughs> 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 At which point Jake asked and, uh, one of our head writers, Joe Firestone, retweeted it.
1: <laughs> and I have to say to Fred, do you think it's good that our own social media manager is leading a charge of saying that we're the, the white gentrifiers ruining New York City? Do you think that's a good look for our own social media manager to be spreading that message? But I will say this. If I ever needed to kill time, I'd just walk into Fred's office and I'd just say something like, how do people from Samoa feel about people from Tonga? And he just talked for ninety minutes.
0: Oh my god, is that true?
9: Yeah, I'm all about like regional conflicts. Oh <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like one of my favorite things ever about Chris is his like, like humor. Yes, <laughs> and his micro neighborhood hatreds. Like it's like oh these, mm-hmm. it's like amazing. It's like how do you how do you hate someone from down the hill? And he's yeah. like.
1: Well, we got, what was, the, what's that one Polynesian group that really takes it on the chin that you told me about for 45 minutes? <laughs> yeah,
9: we're talking about the different Micronesians in Hawaii and how they're at the bottom of the social ladder, yeah. That's yeah. everything right <laughs> No, no, who is it? No, there's like the Chukis and then there's like, uh, the Chukis and then there's, uh, they're like, hated on. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: That's, I think it's interesting. <laughs> but then you told me that Hawaii
1: is basically just a series of, of different people getting in gang fights all the time. Whoa. <laughs> see,
9: I did say the union uh the a lot of the labor conflicts was based on uh the uh plantation owners specifically dividing us by race, yeah.
0: Now, Fred, when you see a movie that's just like really authentic Hawaiian life oh, yeah. with like like the descendants, oh, yeah. for example, that's where good. it's that's a good one. Where it just shows real Hawaiians (laughs) just doing their thing. Like, you know, real Hawaiians like George Clooney and Bo Bridges (laughs) and and Rob Hubel. I mean, the book. Rob Hubel in that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But it just shows – it shows like – the the guys are you just like eh? Well, this, this it, a it's a real slice of Hawaii. It makes you I feel mean, like you're at home again.
9: I mean, that's outsiders making out, like what Kauai Hard hemmings like that book. It really it does touch on how like how a lot of Native Hawaiians don't ascribe to like, the politics of brown. Like a lot of them are basically white, and then still maintain a lot of like the advantages of being quote unquote Native Hawaiian, even though they're at the Upper crust, but it's not the, it's, that's, she. So they get to
0: have it every which way. Yeah, but like yeah.
9: The, the ones that are like. Kind of
0: like, like the way Blade was. Not to, <laughs> not to simplify things. Cause he had all of the vampire strengths and none of their weaknesses. Cause he was a daywalker. So but, is that what you're saying? The one. George Clooney's a day walker.
9: The, the person I would legitimately punch in the face would be, uh. Uh, Rob Schneider. Like Rob Schneider has ties to Hawaii. Yes. And then, like he went out there and this
0: could go on for hours. <laughs> I'm right. Well, there's only twelve minutes left in this show, so there's a there's a, there's a finish line <laughs> in sight. whole
1: half hour. The whole the whole half hour power tonight.
0: It just, I to supports the Hawaiians. I want this. I want. I want to hear this. This is
9: this is when when um this is how a production day goes um, in mm-hmm. the Chris Cathay show. Chris will wake up from his um four hour nap. And then he'll walk into the production. What office was
0: that about? <laughs> <laughs> you just sold Chris out.
1: Oh, he's a, he's by four-hour nap, he means me having a four-hour-long panic attack yeah. behind he'll, the door of my office. Your body shut. Fin-
0: yeah, a nap. yeah. Your body finally shut itself down. On you like <laughs> your your body finally overrides your brain and shuts it down for a few hours so you can reboot. And not have an, an infinite panic attack. And he's making it sound like you're on like a like a hammock. <laughs> exactly. With That's a so tropical he's a drink. He's
1: a master manipulator. He's out there. He, then, yes, I, he, I'd emerge from my office and say to Fred, like, hey, tell me about like those non-native snakes in Guam. <laughs> just talk forever. It was the best.
9: He like chugs half a Wawa iced tea. and then Who got me that, Fred? I did for your birthday. I carried eight of them. On the path, wow! A whole eight iced teas. <laughs> no, it's like the Ooh, big half gallon. Four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's about really, the effort, man. Really
0: went out uh, out for your boss. Huh? I, I can't like
9: get it shipped. Like I have to like. Sure you can. You I don't...
0: can get anything shipped. You Go to <laughs> Wawa dot com. You don't tell me they couldn't drop a skid of iced tea <laughs> off. Chris, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy you two hundred pounds of iced tea now, just to prove to Fred that it's possible. <laughs> You. Please email me a shipping address because literally a pallet is going to show up with just <laughs> Wawa Iced Tea on it.
1: Yeah, it's not—it's not really a gift until you're measuring your liquids in pounds. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it.
0: I don't have time for to do to measure this in gallons or ounces. No liters. Come on. No. Come on. We're talking pounds. about we're talking about on the back of a tractor trailer. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna start moving this along to the finish line, Chris. Thank you for checking in and and I'm sorry, Fred is giving you the business. Yeah, I love you, it's Chris. Okay. You know that. I love you, Fred, and I love you, Tom, and, and thanks for letting me talk a little bit, even though I really
1: mostly wanted to call in because Fred did threaten my manhood and I felt weird about
9: yeah. it. You hear that on No Dude Vember, um, male got threatened and you need.
1: Sorry, help. I I apologize for <laughs> for breaking the sacred <laughs> you, No, no Dude Vember. Okay,
0: well I'll talk to you later, Chris. Thank you, buddy.
1: Sounds good, okay, man. Right, bye. bye,
9: bye, Chris.
0: You are. You just stir it up, don't you? And I like I like it. Yeah. I admire it. I'm not saying it in a bad way. <laughs> I think it's awesome that that's what you're doing. I,
9: I will reveal one uh, thing that got kind of some traction. I once threatened to fight everyone in Bell and Sebastian and their fans. Uh huh. Because my buddy Sarah Sahim wrote this article called The Unbearable Whiteness of Indie. And she mm-hmm. was just assaulted. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll turn on my location. I have a Metro card. Yeah. And we can. Duke it out. So anymore. you were
0: ready to fight? <laughs> yeah. The eleven people in Fallon Sebastian.
9: <laughs> Not just Fallon Sebastian, but mostly like their fans who were just like slinging mm-hmm. racist trash at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It was good.
0: I like this. This is one of the many things I like about you, Fred. <laughs> You've got backbone, and you're you're you you walk the walk.
9: It's like I have nothing. So what am I going <laughs> to?
0: Like, you walk the walk. Look,
9: I'm trash.
0: Oh, come on, dude. (laughs) No, I come from nothing. Uh, I come from nothing, Fred. Yeah. We're talking about class. Mm -hmm. I come from
9: nothing. I believe it. Nothing, Fred. Nothing. Okay. Tom, I don't even know what ethnicity you are. We've all been, like, wildly speculating. Yeah,
0: well, you keep speculating. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm just Jersey trash, man. No way. Um, I'm uh, uh, spread across the board. (laughs) A little bit of everything. But when, when the push comes to shove, Jersey trash.
9: There's definitely something that I, is, I remember when I was like looking out into the mainland and trying to figure out where I wanted to visit first. Mm -hmm. And it, I came up with three places Chicago, uh, Chicago, San Francisco, or Jersey. Mm -hmm. There's like something about Jersey about like, like I really relate to the idea that you guys keep looking at New York and then Mm -hmm. these New York guys just keep on, Mm -hmm. you know, trashing you for no reason. That's like Hawaii, man. Like, you just look at these hotels, mm-hmm. all these tourists, and they have, like, the best pieces of land, mm-hmm. and they're hating on you for not yeah. Like living Yeah, for there. existing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Class-wise, man, I get it. Yeah. I get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> look, I'm still some white dude. <laughs> I still get a free pass on plenty of things, mm-hmm. right? But you know what I mean? Yeah. When there ain't no fuel... Heats, heats, uh, getting shut off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter what 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 your background is. Mm-hmm. It's cold. <laughs> don't matter. Right. Okay. Shut it off. They shut it off. Shut it off just as fast. Well, maybe they'll probably shut it off faster on a non-white person. Actually, <laughs>
9: that's, that's actually completely. It took inaccurate. me twenty-one days to get my uh, gas back on. Mm-hmm. So. Because I live in a black neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That's great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Fred, let's go back to the phones. Best show you're on the air. Hi, this is Jewel. Jewel, where are you calling from? I'm from New York. Jewel from New York. Where in New York are? If you don't mind me asking.
4: Um, from Manhattan.
9: Oh, this is a another gathered show staffer. Hi, Jewel.
4: Yeah. Hey, Fred. How you living? Uh, pretty good. What about you? I I want to say first of all, Fred's the best.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> and uh, I was told that you needed non dudes to call in. So, mm-hmm.
0: sure, yes, of course.
4: Uh, so you work with also, Fred? Yeah, I work with Fred on the Gethard show.
0: Is he a nice guy. He's a nice coworker.
4: He is. Yeah. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> he is to me. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Does he does he brag a lot about like how he gave Chris four iced teas <laughs> from a Wawa, four dollars worth of iced tea?
4: Um, I must have missed that particular anecdote.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I'm upset to have missed that one.
9: That was secret iced tea, and he put it out in the public.
1: Okay. Oh man. So get,
0: yeah, give I'm me really more of, this, of it. Give me more of this Rob Schneider stuff. You didn't finish your <laughs> thing there.
9: No, Rob Schneider is, has ties in Hawaii, and there's no reason like he knows exactly what all the horrible stereotypes are, and mm-hmm. he put it out there and profited off it. So.
0: so you, like cashed out on them. Yeah,
9: and also like it's also this weird thing where like you know stereotype or whatever, you you're on an island, everybody knows, and all my you know all my friends are service people, they all work hotels and all that stuff, and other more mm-hmm. illicit trades, shall we say, and like. Yeah, Rob Schneider has like every time he comes, he's a terrible human being. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. just not.
0: <laughs> well, Fred, I'm looking at a picture of Bell and Sebastian right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at this picture. So you're saying just you? Uh huh. All at once or one at a time? Doesn't
9: matter, man. All of them at the same time. Are you gonna hit me with a mandolin? Like, what are they gonna do? Stuart Murdoch is a coward.
0: All right. him out. I don't think you could beat all eight of these guys I at can. the same time. Oh, yeah, I can. Uh, I think you get a cello smashed over your head from behind.
9: <laughs> no, I, I guarantee you a roadie lifts those cellos. There's no way that they're able to lift it on stage.
0: You're, you're <laughs> you are so ridiculously funny. I'm so glad. Yeah. Well, Jewel... Anything else before I say goodnight? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, I uh, looked up the show and discovered that uh, Fred is not listed on the Wikipedia page as one of the regular callers of <laughs> note. And I feel like that is just... Okay. That-
0: what do, right. what do I care? What <laughs> do you think? Right. I, you think I run the Wikipedia? No, for that? no,
4: no, I'm not saying you. I'm saying. You like, you fix it, <laughs> man? Whoever wrote this Wikipedia left Fred yeah.
0: out. You're right. That's it's right. Well, who do you think writes Wikipedia? People put their own name on the thing. <laughs> the only thing that tells me is that Fred didn't write on Wikipedia because <laughs> everybody I mean, else wrote I mean, themselves
9: down. There is, there is, there has Todd been. Barry over.
0: must have written it because he's the first guest of note listed oh, wait, so you're putting me under the microscope here for a wikipedia page
4: no not you i'm saying that that is one of the first things first like okay. facts i think i learned about Fred. well, well what is fred so fred's a
0: caller of note <laughs> really i'm just saying personally read the names on that list let me hear some of the names please <laughs> indulge me
4: Todd Berry, it, Andy Kinler, okay, Amy Mann, uh-huh. Paul F. Tompkins, yes. Ted Leo, mm-hmm. John
0: Hodgman, and <laughs> Pat Oswalt. Yeah, okay. Well, what do they all have in common? What does Fred not have that those people all have? Money. Fame!
9: <laughs> I do, Um. there was someone, th- someone did... I used to be on the the gathered Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and someone struck my name. Did someone take you off? No, they. I used to be listed as the king of callers there, and then someone struck it.
0: Oh, so you no. really think Fred should be on that list with no. all those people?
4: You No, named? I want to go to bat for Fred as a okay. as a friend, no, and you, as, since you know, I that's one of the first things I learned about him. So is what that he? I don't even know what to that make he, of this that he called all the time and yeah. and was you know a, do you know the show like Jewel, Ju- 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 Ju-
0: do you know this show you don't know this i show. know i know of it you know show, of yeah. it so that means that the answer to that is no i don't <laughs> and that's fine i'm just saying there are a lot of people who call and they would be on a different list of people that fred <laughs> would be at the top of not that list <laughs> I'm not calling this start trouble. Oh, no. You and Fred, the two of you. <laughs> one of that Gethard show, people working up there. Chris is pulling his hair out. i Fred if I've ever started trouble with anyone. I don't have to. You started it right now
5: with me. I wasn't me. calling this start
4: trouble. I was saying I was sad to not see him on there. I wasn't saying, you know, obviously I
7: don't expect what would be saying, You don't see my name listed when they list the New York Knicks, do you? <laughs> That's sad, too. I wish I was on that list. (laughs) But I'm not.
0: (laughs) Thank you for calling, Joel. I do appreciate it. Thank you, Joel. Have a great night. (laughs) Fred with his agents of misery.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Joel is like the sweetest human.
0: Best show. You're on the air.
4: Hi. Um, I just had a story about Dole Cannery that I thought was funny that I would share with you guys Ooh. if I could. About who? About the Dole Cannery.
0: Oh yes, please, let's hear. It. What is your name?
4: Um, I'm Amy from Portland.
0: Okay, Amy, let's hear it. Hi, Amy.
4: Hi, how's it? How's um it? so I used to I lived in Hawaii for a little bit and <laughs> Dole Cannery is also a movie theater. Yeah. And we went to go see um Django Unchained one time. And somehow someone who worked there had messed up all the movie reels. So instead of seeing Django Unchained for the first, like, five minutes, we saw um, uh, This is 40, which, if you've seen it, starts out with a pretty rough sex scene at the beginning with Paul Rudd in it.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: It's really, really awkward if you think you're about to watch Django Unchained. And Django Unchained ended up in the kids' movie.
9: Wow. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that uh that, that movie go? that movie theater, the ballroom upstairs, that is uh they run amateur MMA fights upstairs. It was one of the oh, ra- really? it was one of the roughest parking lots at the like go home. At.
0: Amateur MMA fights. Yeah.
9: I'm not gonna lie, I've been there to bet <laughs> on these
0: things. You've been there to bet on dudes fighting. Yes.
9: <laughs> or, or watch my friends fight.
0: Fair
9: enough. <laughs> but yeah, I worked across the street from that, the dog Cannery during World War II. They uh, they were the only ones with a refri- uh, large enough um, refrigerator, to, like literally, at one point, anything, all of the pineapple ran through that place, like all of it. Mm-hmm. And it was- Yeah,
4: I've seen, I've, I've seen the photos of, uh, of like people working yeah. at it back in the day when it was the actual cannery.
9: Like during um World uh after Pearl Harbor, that was the only place large enough for them to store the bodies after the attack. And then oh, like it's one of the most haunted places too. I don't believe in ghosts, but like yeah, it's nuts. All right. Yeah, um
4: it's it's weird the things that are built on uh like burial grounds and whatnot in Hawaii. Yeah. Like Fort Street Mall, I just found out was a burial ground. Oh yeah.
0: But here's what I'm gonna pitch now. Just to tell give me your, your thought on this, Fred. Okay. You're in the pineapple plant, right? Okay. <laughs> You're not a. You're not there betting on somebody. <laughs> you're in the center now, right? Okay. You're there. Are you wearing a sleeveless shirt? What are you wearing? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> you look out. Mm-hmm. Here comes Richard Colburn. Who's Richard Colburn? He's the drummer from Bell and Sebastian. Oh, okay. Right. He comes out. M M A style. <laughs> he does one of those. Flying kicks. Uh-huh. What do you do?
9: I I take his kick because it would be. It's now almost, from behind though. Uh-huh. As you're doing that, uh-huh.
0: Bobby Kildea, <laughs> the guitarist and bassist, mm-hmm. does like a does like a Spock kind of like. <laughs> Super sharp finger chop okay. to your to like the the shoulder blade.
9: All right, so like a what, nerve pinch. This is what I do. I grab that uh, mm-hmm. that first flying kick guy by his ankle, and I, okay, he weighs like maybe sixty pounds, and I'm a mm-hmm. packer. Okay,
0: well now as you're doing that, <laughs> mm-hmm. Stevie Jackson mm-hmm. comes whirling in. Whirling, in. yes. <laughs> <laughs> now he he uh, is the electric and acoustic guitarist for Bell and sebastian uh-huh. He comes flying in aimed right at your face. Right at my face. Yeah. What do you do now?
9: Okay. So well, I will absorb all the blows because they are, uh, generated with no power. Okay. Then, but
0: as, you, okay. As you're absorbing those blows, uh-huh. then you feel
9: it's like a pillow fight at this point. <laughs> you know who I did meet in the, in the hallways after my overnight shift? That is truly frightening. The most frightening thing I've ever in, in retrospect. Who? And I live tweeted about this. Greg Gethard. Close. Bill Cosby was in the, was okay. was doing radio. Uh-huh. And he was like I was like um I was completely delirious from my overnight shift. Mm-hmm. So usually I take the back back exits and then when it's empty like that and you know I'm I I don't care. I I was like screaming my own lyrics mm-hmm. to the Game of Thrones theme. Okay. And then I, when I emerged I was like, "Oh, it's Bill <laughs> but, yeah, uh, in the middle of this pillow fight, yes. Uh,
0: then you feel a sting in the back. Uh huh. You're getting stabbed by a flute. <laughs>
9: <laughs> uh-huh. What do you do? I take that flute, right, yeah. and then I donate it to um, an inner city school who probably needs it. Uh-huh. And then um, I cave in his chest with a blow.
0: Her chest.
9: Her. Oh no! Oh, you set me up. You set me up. This is not cool. This is not cool. Now
0: that's what you do to Sarah Martin, <laughs> Fred.
9: I, this is worse so than becoming the peeper. In the
0: chest of Sarah Martin.
9: You. This is worse than becoming the peeper. This is unbelievable. She's laying now. Wow.
0: Gasping for air.
9: Checkmate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you win. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the call. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, Have bye. a good night. You bye. Too, like. All right. Final call. Final call. Oh wait, no, we're done. We're done. Fred, you're awesome.
9: Oh, thank you, Tom.
0: You know, you know, I love you, buddy.
9: You, you changed my life, man. Did I? Yeah.
0: For the worst, though. It's for the worst. <laughs> yes, right? for
5: the worst. Yeah.
0: Now you're known as just a, a this this maker <laughs> in the. Gathered camp here. We got him. He's he's not sure what to do next. Uh-huh. He's not sure which way's up. Because
9: <laughs> it's amazingly freeing. Like when I moved to New York, and like everyone here, you, one you can disappear into anonymity, and two, you don't have the same interconnectedness that you would. You know, like there's a rule on the island. Like one day you're gonna meet this person again. So uh-huh. be nice. Well, no matter what, whatever interpersonal interactions, just be nice. Over here, you can just openly slander people and like. <laughs> There, there, there's no consequences ultimately.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> <There's not>? I'm <laughs> so, joking. So oh, there's no. no consequences. Of
9: course not. Yeah. I am unhireable, and I will um, <laughs> my my desk will be cleaned out in my day job. Great. Well,
0: Fred, you listen to me. Here we go. You just tell me which one of those three out there you want to replace.
9: Uh- <laughs> I told you, man. I was serious. I will sweep up every Tuesday night. I know. You're yeah. very
0: thoughtful, and yeah. I appreciate I appreciate that. But you also, are, are you at a job at that point?
9: You're no, like, I'm off Tuesdays, Tuesdays and Fridays. Right,
0: mm. when well, you come and we'll figure something out. Yeah. You come hang out. Yeah. Final call. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, this is Randy from Oklahoma City. So I guess you're here for the half hour power? Yeah. Call back. Okay. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Randy. Randy um,
9: you're the peeper, Randy.
0: Best show is over. I want to thank Ileana Douglas for checking in. Her book is called I Blame Dennis Hopper. I want to thank you, Fred. Where can people find you?
9: At Fred from Han.
0: Fred from Han. Uh, again, char- uh, go to stereolaughs.com slash tour. Our tour dates are up there. We're playing, uh, 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 Toronto, Boston, Philadelphia, and Raleigh, North Carolina over the next few months. Uh, do not miss the show. And, uh, yeah, we will be back next week. And, um, yeah, and I, I, uh, go ahead. What's that? I, I,
9: I want to shout out one thing about your Philly show. Yeah. What's that? Um, Greg Gethard is running a talent show at 1 PM prior, <laughs> prior to your show. Okay. That is the official beat <laughs> Unofficially need that or
0: something. Sure. Okay. So it starts seven hours before our yes.
9: show. Yes. 1pm. You can do what he wants people doing yo-yo tricks. Mm-hmm. And anybody who can juggle knives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's like specifically, you want – So
0: there's no like, there's nobody who needs to be like fed <laughs> in Philly or nobody who needs like, like, like any, any, any charitable work done. <laughs> uh, he wants to start a, a yo-yo demonstration mm-hmm. seven hours before our show. Yes. That's a fair use of human energy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to uh, say goodnight, and we will be back next week. And thanks to everybody who listened, and thank you for coming down, buddy. And, um, yeah, I will talk to you all soon. On the way out, let's play Luminanias. I know there's an answer. This is their uh, great song from the uh, Trouble in Mind 7-inch collection that I play a lot called I've Got Trouble in Mind. Here it is. Let's take a listen, and we will be back next week.